messages, you know, maybe yeah. do a post something, and then and then her and I, you know, we watch a movie together, right? Um, or we watch like a TV show or something like that. So yeah. I'm wait, I'm waiting for that. But man, we're just so into so many shows right now. I'm like, <sighs> I get yeah. It. I get it. I don't have time you know what that. else too? I'm, a lot of good I'm recording now. By the yeah. way, we'll, we'll talk for a second. Then we yeah. did the intro. But my wife told me. I mentioned that I saw like a Britney Spears doc was on the television. She goes, "Oh, I watched." You that. posted that. I saw. Yeah, she's that. like, "I watched it at work yesterday." I'm like, "What? You fucking sold me out. You watch a show without me. We watch everything <laughs> together. I wait all day to watch your fucking Handmaid's Tale. This shit is trash." <laughs> and she made me watch it just so she watched wow. The Wire. It was an exchange to right. watch The Wire. Right, bro. Then, I've been watching Bachelor in Paradise, so I, I feel you. I understand. Oh boy! Wow. <laughs> is that because your wife watches it? Because that's what she watches, she, and I'm not gonna just leave yeah. the room. I want to hang out with her, so I, I watch you. her show for a little bit. You know, sorry to interrupt. Keep no, going. it's okay. But then I saw my wife watching The Wire in the living room, and I sat down with her. I realized that like. I can't get I can't jump into the wire because there's so many characters yeah. and there's so much uh You gotta watch it from the the get go. Yeah, there's really. so much happening, it's hard to like jump in and remember where you were. Yeah, Sopranos you can watch a hundred times. It's like start trying to start breaking bad from the middle. Exactly. You really don't yeah. understand so much stuff that happened before right. and, and why be, and yeah. You need that whole build up of development of characters, you know, in your mind. Because there's yeah. a lot to think about in the wire, like you're saying. And there's so a lot of shit watching going it on from there. the beginning. I've never but. seen it. It's incredible. I, I think, haven't I, seen I think the wire. Everyone it, keeps telling me, like, man, you, you got a great watch, watch ahead yeah. of you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Squid Games is pretty ill. I started last night. It's it's intense. It's, yeah, I went What's right funny is that, uh, the voice. Oh, you watched the whole thing already? So, yeah, some, I heard it was really good. Some of the wording is off with the mouth when they talk. Yeah, of course. I mean, but that's on purpose. It on but that. that's on purpose. No, though. it's in Korean. I know, but. Okay, and the voices are amazing, too. Like The voices are. <laughs> The dub. The dub is so. Oh, you guys watch the dub? See, I don't, I don't watch the dub. I'm not. Oh, I'm wait. changing it over. You can change it over. I didn't yeah. know that. So yeah. So push down on the menu button, and then it has all the options, and you can change it over. So I'm. I won't do that because I don't. I like hearing yeah. the sound. Like audio is huge, and I didn't. Have, I now earned an appreciation for it for working a little yeah. bit with that stuff, and I understand. Like when I hear. Like audio, just with everything, the background noise, the you know. Mm. So I see a movie now, and I, I can I can actually tell. I can be like, man, this is good audio. Or a colorist, you know, how when they color yeah. the whole movie, you yeah. know. And I'm like, man, this movie that sets the tone of the entire movie. Yeah. So I can't do dubs because I'm mm. like, ah, oh, I just drives can't. Yeah, I, I didn't realize crazy. that was an option because I came away. Oh, yeah. My wife had already started watching without me. I thought that's how it's supposed to be. Oh no 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 no. No. Okay, no, it's, not, it's not like those old kung fu films. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, thought it was supposed to be like that. It was almost like a throwback thing. <laughs> wow. Okay. All I right. did. No, okay. I, I believe you. Okay, then we do my intro. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I got my right-hand man once again, Mr. Derek Green from Separate Tour in the house. <laughs> Represent. Thanks, thanks for being here. Are you ever going to go on tour? Uh, hopefully. Okay. That's the plan. I will miss, I will, I will miss you. <laughs> um, and then back on the podcast... People don't know this is the second time, Mr. Tim Hendricks. Thanks for being here again. Hello, everyone. We did a podcast in 2019 when I was an amateur at this. And when you say amateur. podcast on Garage Band, you're supposed to like change. It's a long story, but I had it, but it was on a different track. You anyway, lost his I found it. Duff. And when I got tattooed last week from Tim Hendricks, the whole world saw that amazing Rockham tattoo Ooh, in the back of my head. Fire. Thank you, Tim. Fire. You're welcome. Um, and Rockham saw it too. Um, that I said, you know what? Well, he said, let's just redo it because he, he had a crazy story about having the coronavirus this past year and just catching up in general. 
Um, so thanks for being back. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked. Um, the tattoo. Hey, have man. you told your Rakim story? No, yet? I haven't told it. So you got to tell, tell it. it. I mean, I know yeah. this is your podcast. No, I know. But I mean, like, believable. You, you got to tell this story. It's the first time. So, okay, so last week I got the Rakim tattoo. Everybody saw it. Fire. People that follow me and Hendrix and all of us seen it. And it's awesome. And I love it. And thank you so much. It's beautiful. And um, I got a DM from someone. Um, I, I forgot his name when I should have his oh name. Oh, my God. And saying that he was his son. And, and the kid followed me. And I was like, oh, my God. Is this legit? And I checked out his bio. And it was legit Rockham's son. And I'm going to pull up his name. And he DM me. And he's like, hey, man, let's get on a, let's get on a video call. And I'd never done a video call before. Really? So I didn't. I tried doing it. I didn't know how to do it. Okay. I didn't it's, even know Instagram had video call. Yeah. And so he's like... And so I tried doing it. And I said, hey, man, I'm 51 years old. I don't know how to do this. Take my phone number. Oh, his name is Official Tom L. So on Instagram, his name is Official Tom L. You know the name? 51. What? I'm 51 years old. Oh, I thought you meant right. No, I'm 51. I don't know how to do a video call. So it's Official Tom L. T A H M E L. You should follow him. The real godson. It's his son. And so he DMs me, and I'm like, oh my God, this is kind of legit. Gave my number. Two seconds later, I get a video call, a FaceTime call, and it's Rock M. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, he's like, he gave me love for the tattoo, said he wanted to send me some gear, and he was honored. And it's people like me that make him continue to do what he's doing. He's like, I'm in the lab right now, my son, blah, blah, blah. I hope to meet you someday. It was really nice. I was in shock, but I, I said my piece. I gave him my love for, you know, what he's done my, for my life. And then, you know, the son's been texting me, and they're talking about how they might come to my show this weekend. I'm not counting on it. There's all kinds of restrictions in New York. I don't know what's going on, but they they say they're gonna pull up to my show on Saturday, and so I'm oh trying to block God. that out. Just playing New York <laughs> in general is stressful, and it's been since That's 2017. Amazing, yeah. And he, if he might, if he's there, he's there, and if he's not, it's so cool they want to come. Oh but yeah, God. he fucking Facetime me. I screenshotted. I just showed you guys. I'll never post it. I'll never show anybody. It was our personal conversation. But I never expected Rockham to see my tattoo. I knew he's not on the gram, and uh, it was amazing, man. That's so, incredible. It was amazing, man. That's such a cool story. Yeah, and he's thanking me. Toby, like, Toby called me up tripping. I was freaking oh, out. Yeah. He FaceTimed me, was... and he was like, he, he was FaceTiming me, and I could see he was walking around the house. As he was FaceTiming, he's all, I've been pacing around the house for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> you were shaking, bro. I when called you called him, I you know. were shaking like, oh, my God. Because they had to call oh people. First, I knew I had to call him because he did the tat. And my friends who would appreciate that moment. Because not many people know Rockham. You know what I mean? Like what if it was generation. like a Rockham lookalike? Ooh. Like there was this post and he's like, yeah, I got you, man. I got like, you. You're like that part movie. of this whole elaborate scheme. Like the movie Game Night where she says that oh, she yeah. slept with Denzel Washington oh, yeah. and then she tells a story. <laughs> Dude. Oh, it, it was just, you know, if he comes to my show on Saturday, I don't know what's going to happen. And I know Adam Blake always plays Know the Ledge on bass, always at Soundcheck. I I just don't know what's going to happen, and I hope he comes. And if he's listening, please come. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, damn, if I meet this dude, I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to say I love to have my podcast. You're going to be shook. You know what I mean? Like, oh, of course. It'd be amazing to have him yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, that would be cool. But I have to do it in person. I'll let you all fly yeah, you out, yeah. whatever you want. Anyway, wow. that was insane. It's still surreal. When I look, when I look at that picture, I show the people, I'm like, oh, my God, it's really him. You know what I mean? Like, could, and just him thanking me for getting him. the tattoo. He didn't have to do. He didn't have to do that. <laughs> True. Take time out of his day. No, and you're absolutely FaceTime correct. me and thank me while he's in the studio. And in in my 30 years of tattooing, that's never happened to one wow. of my one wow. of my clients or tattoos. Wow, he's legit, man. Yeah. he's a true G. Yeah, so nice. And then 
It was cool, man. It was. That's and then great. he posted it and said he was on the phone with me and I made his day. I'm like, and then his son texted me like, yo, you made my dad's day. I'm like, yo, your dad made my life, bro. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy. You know what I mean? So what, it, what's next up? I mean, you, you talked about it before, so. What? Well, let's see. I, I, I don't want to say, if I say it, it means it has to happen, but we have to see how much room I got because it's tricky back there, but I love, I love to get shot at next from Tim. We'll see what happens. I can, I can make it happen. Okay. I looked at the spot. Okay. I think I can make it happen. It's got to be the right portrait, but you sent me a bunch I of them. Sent you a bunch. The one with the hair, so she got a lot of hair in the back. That, I know. That could cover up the, uh, the existing tattoo. I know. I think so. I believe in you. I, I mean, I yeah. I mean, the only thing is it's got to be facing the right way, yeah, that right. thing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But you well, like a challenge, don't you? I'll make it work. I love a challenge. Okay. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. I'm excited. So, Sade, yes. you're listening. I know she's a big subscriber. Oh, my God. Imagine that. I would be shook. But there's a million... <laughs> See, the thing is, there's a lot of portraits of Sade. A lot. There's not a lot of portraits of Rakim. True. You know no, what I'm saying? I've never, I've never seen one or done one. Yeah, there's not a lot. I've seen portraits of Sade. I've never done one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I've never seen a portrait of Rakim. Yeah, your portraits are amazing. I saw, when I was I hit you about sending you Liquid Death, and then I saw the Bob Marley did, and that dude's face, I was like, wow, man. Yeah, I did a so I did a Tupac on one side, oh, wow. and then a Bob Marley on the other, was there, on the side of his head. Was there ever a portrait that someone came to you and like, yo, I need this done? You're like, no, absolutely uh, not. I'm not doing that mm. portrait. Some scandalous person that somebody adored, and you're like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Ooh. No, okay. I don't think so. I, I mean. Well, first of all, like cancel culture really wasn't a thing. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know what I mean for, for the like, last for the until the last like five years, but, maybe. I mean, if they roll but, up like, yeah, I want this Mussolini yeah, I mean, like on my back. Yeah, I don't think I do that. <laughs> no. You know, well, okay. So when I was younger, I didn't care as much about that. Okay, because because I tattooed I tattooed gang members. You know, I grew mm. up with gang members, so I tattooed yep. gang members. And I tattooed, you know, I kind of tattooed everybody. Yeah. And I, and I, and there was some tattoos that if I could go back, like if they came into me now, I wouldn't do. Okay. You know what I mean? Like anything that that is that is that promotes hate and that promotes uh, that can get them killed, like violence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay. like I tattoo, you know, if I tattooed some kids, fa- I mean, I tattooed gang tattoos on people's faces back in the yeah. day out of my garage. Mm-hmm. And Damn. that, like, if I did that now, that kid. That kid could go out and get killed because of that tattoo. So, yeah, he's going to get it somewhere else, you know? Mm -hmm. He's going to get it somewhere else, um, but I'm not going to be the one that does it. And then now that that, that I'm at at an established shop, you know, I don't want that coming back from my shop. So even on a business standpoint, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously it's more of a personal and ethical and human level first, but on a business standpoint next, that's just bad for business too, you know? so And also... I kind of feel like, you know, when I used to tattoo in the streets, well, then that was different. But when you, when you, tattoos like that, if you, you earn that tattoo in the streets, you get that tattoo in the streets. Yeah. And I'm not going to try and stop that shit from happening. It's going to happen. There's mm-hmm. still gang violence. There's still, it's a lot yeah. less now than it used to be. But, um, but yeah, you, you know, you, you earn that tattoo in the streets, you get that tattoo in the streets. So that's yeah. kind of what I do now. And how about just and face I don't, tattoos? And I don't, I don't do any tattoos that promote hate or promote violence. Mm, okay. I so, love that. Awesome. Yeah. And how about just kids that's wanting to get their face before they've oh, anything yeah. I try to talk it's, them out of it, man. Right. I do. That's a thing now. I, it's yeah. It's a popular. huge thing. A lot of kids come in for their hands, yeah. neck, and face. Wow. And I'm yeah. like, you know, I, I mean, I know the times are changing. And I'm trying to change with them. I try to adapt. <laughs> I, I do, man. I do. I try to adapt and I try to, you know, like, I really try to look at everything that's changing with an open mind. 
because because some stuff some stuff's really cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some stuff is really cool, no, it and, looks cool. And I'm like, yeah, this is you know, this is neat. And not even just the tattoos, just just all this this new shit. You know, yeah. it's ever changing yeah. and it's so fast now. It's so much faster than it used to be. Yeah. So I, I some of it's cool, but some of it I just can't get with. I'm just like, man, this is this isn't cool. Yeah. This is just this is a trend. This is stupid. And I think that a lot of these face tattoos, man, I see kids on Instagram that are like so young they look like they're in their early 20s if that and their whole face is tattooed neck everything i'd like to see them with their shirts off i know i mean not a female i'm just saying like (laughs) i'd like to see i'd like to see these people a lot of them (laughs) a lot of them have no tattoos anywhere else it's weird so so see them at the beach you're like what so obviously you know you're getting your tattoo for you because it's you but really when you think about it if you're getting a tattoo in only places where everyone else can I see, know, you're kind of getting those tattoos for everyone else uh, too. 100%. You know, and and sometimes that's fine. If you want to get a tattoo that states who you are as a human and what you stand for and you want that on your forum and you want everyone to see it, I get that. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like just like, own it, man, you know. Yeah, in the 40s, you know, in World War II, people who served in the war, you know, they wanted to come back and have that stamp and be like, "Look, I served my country," yeah. you know. It's like a stamp. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know, and other people get that shit too, like gangsters get that, you know, they get a neighborhood or yeah, just right. where they're from. They right, get totally. some, you know, like a state. They get their state or right. their yeah. or their different thing and it's like that's this is where, you know totally. what I mean? They're very proud. But but man, it's just too much. I mean, there's like there's people just with the whole centipede across their whole face. I yeah. know that that one girl that got <laughs> that one girl that got that. Drake yeah. on her forehead. She got Drake written across her forehead. Yeah, and that's gonna be. Uh, just, that one's a different one. See that one? That well, one was one I don't think that sh- that the tattooer. He that guy should should not have done that. He did <laughs> get a lot of heat from it. I heard that. I don't think he's a bad person in any way, shape, or form. I just think that. You know what I mean? Yeah. E- on an ethical tattoo ethics standpoint, he fucked up. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, she was not in her right mind. She's, she's from what yeah. I've heard. I can't speak for her, but from what I've heard, she's a little. She was a little bit mentally unstable at the time, and maybe even inebriated or something. So, yeah. oh, man. so you can tell, man. Like when you know someone is mentally unstable that walks out of the shop. Yeah. You know. I mean, I was wasted, you know? Yeah. I had a lady come in and just walk around and she was just like looking straight through everyone. She just had this, uh, you know, this way about her and she's just like staring at everyone and Hey, can we help you? Yeah. I want to get my face tattooed. And I'm like, uh, what'd you want to get? And she's like, I want it to say raw, R A W raw, (laughs) just right across my cheek right here. Real serious. And I'm just all, what type of font? Yeah, totally. That's I did actually <laughs> right, ask right. her that, and she just said, "I just want it, just single line, just big like this." Just and I go, "I don't think you've thought this through." Wow. And she goes, "No, I've thought this through. I want this." And I said, <laughs> "You know what? Be that as it may, I'm sorry, and I apologize, but we're just not going to do that for, Good you, for you here. You wow. know? Yeah, we don't. And you know, I've had discussions about it. Some guys have said, "Well, they're just going to go down the street and get yeah, it." And I go, "But we're not going to get right. it here." Exactly, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like if I sold alcohol and some kid came in, they're like, well, they're just going to go to the liquor store and get it or whatever. I'm like, well, they're not going to get it from me. <laughs> right. Yeah, nothing you to do know, with like, you. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, you'd be surprised how many kids uh, are, are talked into getting it somewhere like different than their hand or, mm-hmm. their, or their neck or yeah. something. We talk about it with them and we explain it to them. And, and you know, there, there's a lot of them, man. I'm re- it, 
it makes me happy because a lot of them they are uh, they take it in they yeah, actually listen yeah. and they go all right man you know and and I hope and I don't know what they're thinking I don't know if they're thinking I just want to make my tattooer happy I don't want him doing something on me he doesn't like but I hope that yeah. they're thinking you know what man maybe this dude who is heavily tattooed and who's lived a lot more life than I I have yeah maybe he actually knows something right and maybe he's trying to yeah. To do, you make a decision. Help me make a decision that's going to better my life, and that's kind of what I let them know. That's and awesome. then, and when they choose that, when they go, yeah, that's you know, you got a good point. Okay, I'll get it here first. I'll get you know, I'll start getting my arms done first. I get pretty happy. Yeah, it makes me happy <laughs> because isn't it like a way like you, you do your whole body, then you get to your hands. It's like a process where it's like I don't know, you're collecting these your whole life, and then you you finally have no room, so you do your hands, and then you do your neck, then you go up. I mean, for me, it's, it's, that's all I've been is collecting, filling up my body, and then I just keep going. It's not like just get a whole sleep at once, sit down, or just get my hands, you know what I mean? Like, maybe because I'm older, and that's how we thought, you know? Yeah. you didn't have hands or neck way back then. Yeah. It was crazy and, to have hey, that. And yeah. I'm open to it. You know, I, 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 you know, some people come in, and I talk to them. I ask them what they're going to do, what they do for a living. And, you know, one kid, he looked pretty young. He wanted his hand tattooed. I'm like, hey, man, let's talk. And we talked, and I asked him what he did, and he's like, I'm a welder. That's what I want to do. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm certified. I work for this company. I'm always going to be a welder. And I'm like, all right, man. And he really, you know, that's just what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He was not getting talked out of it. Yeah. And I did it on him. And I would have never have done that 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. Definitely not 15 or 20 years ago. But I did it on him. And I know, I mean, this, you know, I mean, welders get paid a shit ton yeah, of money. Man. And yeah. he's, 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 yeah. in the, he was in a union. Job. Yeah. yeah. He's in a union, and he was like, "Yeah, this is what I do." I'm like, "Okay, cool, let's do yeah. it." You know, mm-hmm. but if they if they answer me and they're like, "Well, I'm, I don't know, I'm I'm I got this job over here, you know, yeah. and I'm you know this movie theater," I'm like, "No, dude, <laughs> we're not. I'm not tattooing your hand. I'm yeah. not tattooing your neck." Yeah. So it, I just it, we're in the business of beautifying bodies, not ruining lives. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's interesting because. I think because of the TV shows had such a huge impact on society. Like my my FedEx dude has a neck tattoo. There's a dude at my Trader Joe's has eyelids, neck, hands, everything at Trader Joe's. Yeah, tatted up. It's like it's more. I don't want to say acceptable. And so I guess it is right. I was it's more like that not mainstream, but old ladies are getting them. The, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is more acceptable. Is it? Yeah, I mean, L.A. You can get a job. We're in yeah, LA, LA, bro. So True. we're in LA. Right, right. You know, point. and I right. work right here, you know, right where Orange County ends and LA begins. Good point. So like Orange County, LA, like Southern California, you go up to San Francisco, you go to New York, you know what I mean? This is this is more acceptable. Even in London. You go to London yeah. and yeah. and you know, any big city, it's gonna be more acceptable. But I think we kind of live in a bubble here mm. of acceptability of, of tattoos. Because you point. go other places yeah. and I mean I'm sure in the I Midwest, there's, there's still up. like that conservative type of people out there. Yes. That when they see tattoos immediately, they they have a preconception. Even in 2021. Oh, yeah. Always. Yes. I think that will always be there. Yes. So, totally. Unfortunately, people really will judge a book by its cover. Absolutely. And they always will. We're all guilty always. of it. Right. We yeah. do it too. No doubt about it. You know it. what I mean? And yeah. and we have to tr- we have to stop ourselves and think about it. But but I think that uh, that yeah, it's still. <laughs> it's you know, it's still a different in other places. Yeah, people still kind of trip out on it. Yeah, you know, if you went to a you know a nice, if you went to a nice restaurant somewhere in the, the country out in France or something, they might look yeah, at you and be true. like, look at this scumbag. I didn't get let into a club once in London. 
Because tats. Because of tattoos. Wow. That's insane. My, what year? I was 90s? with the, I was with Mike Suarez. Do you know who Mike Suarez is? Maybe, maybe. So he, we worked together at True Tattoo. Okay. And now he works at State of Grace up in uh, San Jose. Great tattoo artist. Really, yeah. really, really good dude. But him and I decided after the London convention, this was about maybe eight, ten years ago. We decided like, hey, let's go uh, over to Soho and you know what I mean, walk around and go get some drinks. And um, oh no, it might have been. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, it was tw- over twelve years ago because okay. I, I still drank. <laughs> so, uh, so we uh, we couldn't get into a couple of places, and Mike's heavily tattooed on his neck. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, man, is what, what's what's going on? And he goes, it's the tattoos. I'm like, no, there's no way. This is London. This is Soho. Are you kidding me? And sure enough, man, I asked a couple of people, and, and they asked which places we tried to get into, and they said, yeah, it was the tattoos. Wow. I'm like, wow, what a weird... That was a trip, and that was in London. Yeah, it is yeah. great. In Japan's central like London. Too. Japan's super strict. With oh, yeah, Busa. Japan, they have signs. They have signs yeah. with a little, you know, the circle with the with the, mm-hmm. the extra, yeah. and with an arm like this, with you know, like kind of put up with tattoos on it, wow. and it's like no tattoos. Yeah. And Some it's, hotels it's, too, yeah. Yeah, Russian... Yeah. Like or uh, like how Russian bathhouses, you oh, know, yeah. look they have Japanese bathhouses, and yeah, no no tattoos in there. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we had a... Uh, Somebody on our crew, when we were in Korea, actually, and S- South Korea, just like at the hotel, they're like trying to get us to put shirts on. Yeah, really? Shirts. Yeah. You know, wow. we're working out in the gym, and they're just like, oh, sir, please. And there's like, no. And so <laughs> it's so crazy. That. Like, it's that's offensive? so foreign to me, yeah. you know? I mean, they have a, I don't know, they just look differently upon you i think yeah. that still exists yeah and offensive that is the word offensive it's offensive. offending yeah. it's right. offending people that that have to look at you i guess mm-hmm. would look you're at your tattoos eyesore. yeah you're an eyesore yeah. wow and it's just like mm. it reminds yeah. me of uh, the story when baby ray took his shirt off on a, on a hot train in, in uh, tokyo Really, Whoa. he was hot, and he just busted his shirt. Off. First of all, to take your shirt off at all, even if you don't have tattoos, True. on a train in Tokyo, like, it's just like or on any Whoa. train. Wild. That's yeah, wild. I guess people just lost their shit. They just couldn't even believe it. It was wow. like a spectacle. Yeah. You know, I kind of would be like, "Yo, bro, picture your shirt off. Like, come on, really? <laughs> but maybe <that's> totally. <laughs> tattoos or not, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to see that. But you're just used to doing that. <laughs> used to doing that where you're from. Like I was doing here, or whatever. I'm just like, who does that? I don't know. <laughs> I do, you know what? I did it on a plane one time. Really? I, I lost it. Yeah, I was Is on that a illegal? plane. No, I just I just could. I was burning up, and I don't know what it was from. One side of the plane was so hot, and the other side was cold. So the AC, I think the, ther- the thermostat was on the other side. And I kept telling the lady, can you please do something about the heat or, or something? And I just finally <laughs> took my shirt off. And Damn. and just sat there, and it was on Japan Airlines too. Oh, and wow. she, yeah, Man. she was not stoked. She was really bummed. And then you know we eventually the sun went down. and I put my shirt back. On. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, well we talked about this in the first episode, but since that's not ever coming out, um, you, where, where were you born? I mean, hey, you can use it, man. You put <laughs> it out. Should we do that? This could be a part two, maybe. Could be. You could use the first part because I did tell my story. So you sent me, you told me to listen to it, which was hard because I hate the sound of my I own know, voice. I hear your voice. I, I hate it, man. I always hated it and never got used to it. So. Um, I did listen to the first part, and I did tell tell a lot of my story about my youth. So you know, if you want to use that or whatever, you cool I mean, with that? Because yeah, then we can do part one. Yeah, and, I don't mind. We could do it all together. Yeah, I you mean, I don't mean? know if the people would be cool with it. They might be totally be cool. With it. <laughs> the people, but but the but the one thing you talked about, a couple things. Um, the one thing you talked about to me and Derek the other day, and that you talked about in the original episode, is oh. your heroin addiction and how 
you have just having the coronavirus recently that it, it was worse than getting off heroin what you went wow. through with coronavirus correct yeah it was worse wow, wow. yeah and break break that down for us so you, just to be just to be perfectly clear because you know my sons are gonna listen to this someday mm-hmm. um by the way they're adorable I never, when i saw the I, picture yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah they are they're the sweetest young tattoos. Boys. Beautiful they are they're sweet Seriously. thank you very much um so uh I never intravenously used heroin. Okay. Uh, the reason why is because I had an old school uh, cholo dude in my neighborhood tell me that you, you, I was going to kill the romance. He said something about that. I wasn't even, I wasn't even really using too hard at the time, but he said you're going to ruin the romance. Okay. And for a drug addict, you understand there's this romantic period of of drug addiction, and uh, so I just kept. I just kept snorting it and smoking it off tinfoil, you know? So, so I was, I mean, I was definitely an opiate addict. Like if I could, any opiate I could get my hands on, I, uh, I loved it. It gave me inspiration. It made me, I, it was the opposite. You know how like you take like someone who's ADD will take Ritalin, who is like speed for me. Um, and it will bring them to a focus mellow. Totally. So for me, if you gave me an opiate, I would like get three t-shirt designs done. I'd vacuum the ceiling. I would do all my laundry. I would call up like five of my friends I need to stay in touch with and talk to yeah. them. I had a whole evening of like, I'm going to get everything done. So that it, it motivated me. Um, but so, so yeah, I've, I, I've detoxed off of, you know, different types of drugs. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd say like heroin and barbiturates, you know, like Xanax, things like that. Though that was the worst. Okay. Um, and then when I got sober, when I got clean and sober, um, I did this stuff called Suboxone, and it's it was mainly made to like bring you down and taper you off hard drugs, and it's okay. it's way better than like methadone, for example, because mm-hmm. Suboxone you don't really get high off of. Okay. So and and you have a roof effect too. You no matter how much you take, it's not you're not going to overdose on it. Okay. You know, yeah. so, so, and it's a blocker. So if I were to try to use while I was on it, I would feel nothing. I wouldn't get high at all. Wow. And, okay. I, and, and it works. I've yeah. tried, I tried every, every, you know what I mean? Um, and, and so it was nice because you just take this one little pill that would dissolve into your tongue in the morning and you, I would just wouldn't have to think about it all day. So it, it helped me adapt to just kind of living a life without having this monkey on my back mm-hmm. and constantly like, like, you know, my my dope came first. I had to get that squared away and then I could, you know, Mm -hmm. tattoo and live my life. And, uh, so I, I did that stuff for way too long. It was, I was on that for like two years. Wow. So I eventually, now some people, I think their, their type of addiction, they should be on it forever. Mm -hmm. Like they, they're just there. You're mentally changed. You have, you have changed, you chemically changed your brain and you function differently now. And, I think it's fine. I don't get down on people if they're mm-hmm. like, this is just my life now and I'm okay with this and I don't have this gorilla on my back. I'm like, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it becomes, it starts as a monkey on your back and then it becomes a gorilla on your back. Sure. So, so um, I did it for two years and then I got off Suboxone and that was gnarly. That was like, that was heavy, man. I mean, it was like one of the worst withdrawals I ever had because it really attaches to your receptors, to your opioid receptors, okay. you know? And it takes a long time to slowly pull off, and that pulling off, and you know, you 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 know, it's pulling off your receptors, and you, that's the detox that mm-hmm. causes the detox. So it's so long and it's so gnarly, and they've been in those receptors for so long that yeah. that it's just it's a heavy detox. And yes, my COVID, my personal COVID experience blew doors. Wow, on that. You Yours talk? is the gnarliest story that I heard about COVID. It's it's gnarly. It's funny because like because you're because looking at you, you box, you surf. 
You do everything. You're such an active, healthy person. Yeah, and I have so no, all that and I have no underlining conditions. <laughs> yeah. And right. I know that. People say, well, maybe you have an underlining condition that you don't know about. And, no. I, and I tell them, like, hey, you know what, man? I thought that. But it was funny. Oddly enough, two months before... I got COVID. It was about two or three months, so the hospital was dead because I got it during the surge, this crazy surge in LA where all the hospitals were like full. And I know that. Yeah. And I know that because my one of my closest friends is an ER doctor. Okay. Um, and he's he worked at Los Alamitos. And so, you know, they had to call around at other hospitals sometimes and be like, hey, we don't have any beds. Do you have beds for these people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And transfer people, move them around because everything was full. Um, so about three months before that, I got bit by a dog, got an infection, dude, get bit by a dog on a Friday evening by Sunday morning. I was like, I need to go to the fucking what hospital, kind of dog? man. Uh, it was a sweet dog. We, we rescued him from my sister and then we, we had to give him to another person. It, he, he's a super sweet dog. I forgot what he was. He was a mix, but he was okay. super cool looking like, I don't know. It was like maybe, a. Uh, uh, German Shepherd. Mm. If you mix a German Shepherd and a wiener dog, imagine okay. that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he bit, That's wild. Yeah. He bit... Uh, hey, you're all the same size in bed, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so he bit my, my thumb, and my hand was like a catcher's mitt by Sunday morning. So I had cellulitis. So I had to Damn. go into his ER... And while I was there, and he was giving me antibiotics for the cellulitis, and I was tripping because I was like, man, 100 years ago, I'd just be dead, huh? And he's like, yeah. well, we cut your hand off first and then see. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, wow, that's so crazy, you know? And uh, so, you know, he gave me all the intravenous antibiotics, and I had to stay on a course of them. And he's like, hey, man, while I got you here, can I just, like, do all your, do, like, a full workup on you? I'm like, yeah, okay. So he's like, okay. So he just started testing, all, you know, t- he took a lot of blood. He basically okay. told me, he's like, I'm taking a lot of blood from you today to do lots of blood work. But so I need you to eat a lot of iron and drink a lot of water for the next couple of days. I'm like, okay. So Damn. he brought my test back and goes, man, you are like, he's all, you're as healthy as like a 25 year old man in some ways. Wow. He's like, your heart and your lungs are incredible. You know, your vasculatory system is good. There was one level that like didn't worry him, but he was all, I want it to be like a 25 year old. So he put me on like niacin for like yeah. 30 days, a small amount. Um, what is niacin again? Uh, niacin, I don't know exactly. It's some some I've mineral, heard of it some yeah, yeah, some mineral that. Uh, but you get What's a niacin reaction. It's something to do with your blood, so it okay. opens up your vasculatory system or uh, something. He, okay. I, I would ha- I would hack this up. He would explain it to you in a perfect way. Okay. But um, I did get a niacin reaction where I got like like blotchy and a, mm-hmm. and some people do that, and so I had to take a aspirin with it to Jesus. help. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, everything was perfect. All my levels were perfect. He was like, dude, you're, you're, you're healthy. You're, how per- old are you're you? perfect. I'm 45. Okay. Yeah. I still, yes, I still box. I still yeah. surf. I still skateboard. I still, you're a great skater, I still man. run sometimes, you know, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, not as, as I used, not as good as I used to be, but I'm getting a half pipe <laughs> in my backyard. So I don't want to skate. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to start skating again. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I went into, dude, I went into the surge thinking like, dude, I am not tripping at all. I'm so healthy. And, yeah. and I got it from a friend who had no symptoms. By the time he realized he had it, it was too late. I had already been in full contact with him. And How were you moving? Were you moving the mask everywhere? Were you super strict? I was, I was. And then I started loosening up a yeah. little bit. I wasn't worried as much about 2020, it. 2020, you know? I, yeah. yeah, I was shook. Yeah. 2020, I was tripping, dude. Too, man. Double because mask. I, I Most used people to, were. Yeah. I used to read about this stuff. Yeah. I, I was really, really fascinated with pandemics. So right. I would read about like, you know, viruses and, and pandemics and different things that happened over time. I, I always thought that stuff was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I would always tell my friends, man, we're overdue for a pandemic. Right. It happens like once every hundred years, a gnarly one. And Damn. we'll see. And, and, you know, 
there's all the conspiracy stuff about it, dude. I don't even get involved in that stuff anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to hear everyone's theories on it anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what? This is real. Yeah. However, it got here. I don't care. It's real. It's really happening. I've had friends that have passed away. I have many friends that have been in the hospital and sick with it. So I'm like, I'm. This is this shit's real. You but know. When so it, when, it, when it hit you, you. You didn't, I mean, you had no clue. Like, you're just like, okay, here it is. You had an idea. I, I, I was in contact. But the thing is, is that I thought I had it. So oh, okay. so my yeah. whole, a bunch of my family got it while we were out in the desert like a month before. And uh, they got it. Bad? And then or? No, they got like average cases. But we all hung out together for a week out in the desert. Right. And we got sick the same day. The whole family got sick. Wow. We all got symptoms. And it wasn't. We Just by random chance, we got a random like flu. At the mm. same time that they all got COVID, even after hanging out with them, wow. so so I tested for antibodies and I had no antibodies. It was like <laughs> the the day that I found out that I had no antibodies was almost the day that my friend found out that he had COVID and b- didn't even know it. Oh shit! Okay. And I was like, oh shit! Damn. And I'd already hung out with them. Right. So, sure enough, five, six, seven days later, I got symptoms and I tested. Wow, I tested five, negative. Six, yeah, it took about six days. Okay. I got tested. That's the OG one. Right. Yeah, I got tested four days before I got, or I mean, uh, four hours before I got symptoms. I got a rapid test four hours before I got symptoms, and it said I was negative. And then four hours later, I was walking my kid home from this, like, house. This guy does, like, uh, Santa stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was, like, shivering. And I'm like, man, I'm oh, so cold. Man. And then that was it. And, um, you know, the first week was, like, run of the mill. I got, you know, all the stuff they talk about, losing my taste and smell. Sorry, a kid, bit. your kids didn't get it? Everyone got it. Oh, the okay. whole family. So, okay. Damn. Continue, they they were like a day right. of feeling a little run down, and that's it. And a quick question. Antibodies test, they take your blood? Yeah, they have to do your blood. It it's, takes- a, it's, a fr- it's a serious, like, they do blood. Um, it's a... A lot of blood? I mean, a decent <laughs> amount. I want to get antibodies test, yeah. <laughs> You're tripping. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but so... um. So yeah, the first the first five six days were like normal. In fact, fifth day I think we went for a walk around the neighborhood. Okay. I felt pretty good. Right. I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel better, you know. And then um, and then you know, seven day kicked in. I was all ah, oh, I don't feel so good, you know. And and then I uh, seven days I think is when I got test results back. Maybe it was like maybe maybe it was nine days. Um, when I told my doctor. There was a miscommunication. So th- he thought I tested positive for the flu because I told him I was sick. Mm. And he did, he did, misread the text. That I te- he said, wait, did you pop a positive COVID test? And he was like, bro, <laughs> I need to get you. You know, I want to get you on some precautionary stuff. I want to put you on some things that I know will help. If you get, he's all, are you coughing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm coughing. And he's like, okay, I don't want you to get n- COVID pneumonia. You know, right. So they found out that uh, a, a, s- a certain milligram of Decadron, it's a, it's a steroid works really well with the COVID pneumonia. So it's like between four and six uh, milligrams a day. So he put me on that. Mm. And then they put you on some other stuff, you know, just some precautionary things that they do at the hospital. So he put me and my wife on uh, on precautionary stuff. He put me on the Decadron because I was coughing. Um, but, but he got blood work back. So, dude, by day nine, man, I was ready to drive myself to the hospital. I was tripping. Body was, aches, everything. Well, I was having a panic attack. And I was like, man... I'm not that stressed out about this. I'm not that freaking out. But I had a panic attack that lasted unor- like inordinary long, like a okay. very long panic attack. And um, and also I was starting to get like a little short of breath. So I'm like short of breath from the pneumonia. I'm short of breath from the Fuck. panic attack. And I'm like, dude, I can't breathe. Like what is going on? This is Christmas Eve, bro. Oh. Damn. So, 
so I'm calling up my friend. I'm texting him. I'm like, bro, I'm fucking kind of losing my mind here. I don't know what's going on. This is like no anxiety I've ever felt. I'm getting like weird stuff going on in my head. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling... It, it messed my head up mentally so bad, I've never felt like that. Like, not even on the detox. Like, that stuff messes up your head, and you're feeling, like, crazy anxiety, crazy yeah. mental anguish, crazy stuff. That's the worst part of, like, a, a, a drug detox. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, <clears throat> nothing I've ever felt. Um, but when the test results came back, he was like, hey, man, I got to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, hey, uh, I tested you. I tested you, I did a D-dimer on you. That was one of the blood tests I did. And I'm like, okay, what, you know, what's that? And he explains, he's like, well, that tests for clotting. That lets me know mm-hmm. that you have blood clots forming or have formed. And I go, okay, you know, and he's all, your inflammation levels are off the chart. It only goes to a 10. Yeah. I, I'd have to do like a crazy expensive test to even find out what your actual inflammation level is because it literally only goes to 10 and you're at a 10. So I don't even know what mm-hmm. your real inflammation wow. level is. He, and he goes, so that's bad. We got to get your inflammation level down. He's all, but the part that really uh, freaks, you know, that I got to talk to you about. He didn't say freak me out because he didn't want to freak me out, but he's like, <laughs> I got to talk to you. He's all, your D-dimer, he's all, one one to 400 is normal. Like 400 is a little high, but like like Liz, my wife, she had a 400, but mm-hmm. it's still safe because, you know, your body's going through a lot of stuff, trauma or whatever, like a surgery. That's why they yeah. worry about blood clots after that. You know, your body went through trauma. So he wasn't worried about her. But he's all, so 500 is like, okay, you, you got blood clots forming or have formed, you know? And I'm like, okay, what's mine? He's like, yours is almost a 600. So I was Damn. like, oh shit. He's also, you for sure have clotting going on, you know? And I'm like, all right. And he goes, okay, so I'm going to, I got to, I'll call you back and, uh, and I'll talk to you about what we're going to do. And I'm like, Okay. So he kind of <laughs> left me with that. And he called his friend from USC, you know, colleague, another guy got on the horn. They did like a five way call. That's a good friend, man. Dude. Yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy, bro. Yeah. He saved my life. So, so he, they all agreed on, um, this, this, uh, shot that I give myself. So I had to give myself a shot in my stomach every, tw- every 12 hours for 30 days. And it, it was gnarly. Cause like, if I got in an accident, like I could bleed out, you know, it was like a gnarly oh. thinner and they put me on that one because it also helps reduce inflammation levels okay. or at least they kind of think it might, you know, they have this, some studies saying that it, it, it can help with that. So, That's crazy. so I had to give myself a shot in my stomach. He's like, you're okay with that. Right. Cause I've given myself shots before. Um, I if I, I could do that to get you in my stomach. Like, I'm yeah. absolutely not okay with that. I did it with I did it with small I did it with small amounts of human growth hormone for uh, uh injuries. Okay. It helps you heal faster. And I did it when I got a surgery, my spine surgery, and I had to fly wow. back from Germany. I give myself shots in my uh shots every twelve hours or whatever, so I didn't wow. have thrombosis, you know, I didn't get a blood clot. Yeah. So um so I was fine with it, but man, my stomach was sore for months after that. Because Dude. you're alternating sides and you're trying to do it really gracefully, but it's still a shot in your stomach every twelve hours for thirty days. Wow. Man. Um yeah, so I, I haven't did heard that. of that with COVID. I didn't know. Well, so so this is the thing. If I would have got COVID early on, he probably wouldn't have tested for that because they didn't start yeah. seeing bl- clotting issues from COVID until later. And so he knew to check me for that. Yeah. And a lot of I mean I don't really know. I think I have one friend that was hospitalized with COVID that they checked for clot. They did a D-dimer on him. So that was good. Yeah. But a lot of people are coming back with clotting issues. He's shown me, dude, he sends me photos of like like a web, dude, a maze of blood clots that they pulled out of people's lungs post-COVID. Um, Post-COVID. Post-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so that 
is what really that was what the danger was with me. So I got pneumonia and I was short of breath. Man, I felt I felt short of breath for like two weeks. And I definitely, there was nights where I, I asked my wife, I'm all, hey, you need to read the kids the bedtime story. Because I was like taking a breath every fucking line. You know, like, yeah. you know, like the cat in the hat or something. I was like, <laughs> Sam, I am, you know, this type of thing. And I'm just like, <gasps> and then I just read a line. <gasps> and then I realized, shit. like, honey, can you just please read them the bedtime story? And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but it was, it was heavy, bro. So the, he pu- also put me on a small amount of Valium. Wow. Uh, to deal with the anxiety and all the crazy stuff that was going on in my head, all the mental yeah. stuff that it messed me up with. So I was having like depression and anxiety and all kinds of weird stuff. So I was on that for, for you know, the anxiety. I lost 21 pounds in the first two weeks. Jeez. So I went from 170, I was almost 170, I was like 168, 169 to 147. Did I never even lost that much for geez. one of my fights. Like what? Wow. Wow. I mean, did it scare you the fact that he was giving you Valium since you're an addict? And- That's a great question. No, you know what? So so I never really I wasn't I wasn't a big barbiturate fan anyways when I was using um but what's wonderful is that my doctor friend uh he's friends with my sponsor, Perfect. who's one of my closest friends. They're all, you know, so so he let him know, "Hey man, this is what I'm doing." You know, so that was really nice. That was just thing I think I didn't have to worry about is that they were in contact with each other. I was in contact with him. You know, he was he was also talking me down off the ledge like, "Hey dude, it's okay. It's all in your head." You know, but yeah. Man, it was heavy, bro. I've done drugs like uh like uh psychedelics. Where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is crazy. But it's all in my head. I know mm-hmm. it's in my head. I can convince myself. Yeah. This was so deep into my like psyche that I could not convince myself otherwise. Oh, like I was horrible. losing my mind. You ever done peyote? Was that what it's called? No, I haven't done uh, mescaline. Oh. No, I haven't done. I never got to do mescaline. Oh, he's done. That was asking. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I yeah. always hear about that drug, like the gnarliest drug. No, I never did that. Why well, you did it, Derek? No, but I just. Like, it's just a random question. I'm sorry. I would have. Okay. If I would have came across it, I'm sure, sure that's like crazy out of body experience. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I've Super heard some neat things about it, but wow. um, but I yeah, so. Question. So yeah, so I was on that for the you know that the whole that whole part the 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 head part. I was on the Decadron for the pneumonia. I was on uh, blood thinners for the blood clots. Uh, he gave me some inhalers, but the inhalers just made my heart rate go up even more. So yeah. I wasn't really taking those. Um, my heart rate was accelerated, so I had accelerated heart rate for three weeks. So for three Jeez. weeks, my heart rate was uh, from a hundred to hundred and twenty beats a minute for for like two to three weeks. Um, cause it started to taper off, yeah. so it come and go. Um, what about the oxygen thing? You can- my oxygen, so my oxygen levels got low, but at a resting, I always stayed in a safe level. But so like, you know, uh, one of my, 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 one of my employee's brothers, he's an ER doctor too. So he was kind of checking on maybe he also didn't want to step on one of my, you know, my friend's yeah. toes that was handling me. But he, one time he said, well, it's your moving around oxygen level. So I just did like, I stood up and I did five burpees real quick, real quick. Five, five burpees is nothing. I could do like 50, a hundred burpees, you know? Damn, I hate burpees. I know. So I did five, <laughs> I did five burpees and it shot down to like low nineties, almost eighties, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I, I definitely, you know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely have a bit of pneumonia. Um, Damn. So I remember three weeks after having COVID three, maybe even a month. Yeah. About a month after I went for a walk around my neighborhood. I was like, I'm going to go for a walk, just a walk. And I walked like a half a mile, and my blood oxygen went down to like in the 80s. And I was all, damn, "Damn, bro. And like, I need to sit down. It got down to like, first it said 88, 
And then I was like, oh yeah, that's not good. And then I sat down and got to 92. And then I just waited and just breathed, you know, and controlled my breathing and focused. And it got to like 95, 96. And I was like, all right, I'm going I'm to slowly walk home. And I bet people thought I looked like a 90-year-old man walking home. I was just taking a step at a time. And I walked home, and I'm like, damn, dude. I couldn't even walk my – it was a month later. I couldn't even walk my kid to school. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was – I mean, it took a long time for my lungs to feel totally normal again. And it took months and months of uh, – of my head, my, my, you know, my, it's a fog, right? Coming yeah. Like it. the fog, but just like depression. I'd wake up with depression mm-hmm. and it was weird. Cause it would, it would go away. I've ha- I've been depressed before and that took a long time to kind of slowly work out of this depression would go away with the snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Boom. It would be like, be gone all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is messed up, man. It was just really, it just gets in your head. And, yeah, and I've agree. talked to some people that have experienced the same things that I have, but um, it it took a while before I felt normal again. I man, I don't know if I'll ever feel totally right. normal again. That it's shit weird, was man. So gnarly going through, and you know, I'm just one of those unlucky ones. There's people that, you know, like my wife had a normal run of the mill case. My wife did too. Yeah, yeah, and I just it just really it just picks and chooses, man. And they don't know why. And maybe mm-hmm. one day they will. Maybe it'll be an inflammation thing. Maybe it'll be like this type of thing, or because yeah. I have O positive blood type. I have incredible lung capacity. I have a great functioning heart. I am like super healthy. Like I could get up. I mean, I'm not even in my best shape, but I could yeah. get up right now and run like a half a marathon. No problem. You wow. know, like, wow. like I'm just, yeah. I'm just in good shape. And yeah, that's just how it goes, man. I mean, it just kind of picks and chooses. And I don't, I don't even say the story to try to freak people out or scare them because yeah. most likely they're just going to be, they're going to be just fine. But your you know, story is important because people think it doesn't happen to healthy people and people right. that are active and people that yeah. are young. And you you do everything cardio, you know what I mean? Like boxing is like one of the hardest cardio fucking things, yeah. and surfing and all that, you know what I mean? And and it hits you. Yeah, you know it hit I mean? me. It hit me really hard, and, man. And my, me too. Being a, people think, oh, if you're healthy, you're vegan. Like I got it. My whole family got it. What's crazy about getting COVID is that you watch this thing on the news for like a year and a half, the, all the highs and the lows and the deaths and everything. You finally get it. it's inside your body and like holy fuck! And all you think about is the worst possible yeah, outcome of it. Story. You know what yeah, I mean? But if you take yeah. your we were smashing zinc, all this vitamin C and everything, everyday water and just totally Tylenol, just everything. Oh, I like, did all that stuff they said. <laughs> vitamin D, this amount, oh, all yeah, this vitamins. stuff, all these natural <laughs> remedies yeah. that they said, you know, all this stuff they said to do, man. I did all that stuff, yeah. everything, right right from when I first started experiencing symptoms, maybe even before because I knew I was in contact and I was like, mm. oh, I'm going to start doing all this stuff. And I was already like in great startup shape to begin with, you yeah. know. And it just it just happens, man, you know. Yeah. Um, and I th- I think about it, and I, I it gets me. I don't know, man. It's like you know when you narrowly escape a car accident, and you get a little like whoo. Oh yeah. After I think about this, and I feel like that after, like man, if I didn't have a, one of my closest friends that Dude. was an ER doctor that checked me for clotting, that put me on precautionary stuff, that that did all this stuff for me, like. I don't know how it would have went for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how would it have gone? Like, I he, I mean, I asked him, and he's pretty convinced I would have had a pulmonary embolism or a stroke or a heart attack from the from the clotting level that I had. Yeah. So, like, man, I just... It's so crazy. I'm just lucky, you know? Yeah, I love that you tell your story because it's, a thing, it's also a thing I've noticed that people don't want to tell people they got the COVID. It's almost, like, embarrassing or, like... They don't want to come out and tell what, what their experience was. They either want to say, hey, I, p- I post a picture, but I'm negative today. Or, you know what I mean? Nobody wants right. to really get into details about it because I feel like people feel like, 
oh, I got the COVID, like, like that you're like, shame. Yeah, it's yeah, like a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's not like that. It's just everybody, everybody, a lot of people got it. A lot of people might continue to get it. Yeah, it's a virus. And it's like, but it, it is, it is a weird thing when you do have it. And like, I had it with my family. We all went through it together. We all had different symptoms. We're all in different rooms of the house. And, you know, I, I still don't have a 100% smell or taste back. Yeah, my wife st- doesn't either. She's got half mm-hmm. her smell back. She got all her taste back. Yeah, but but it's different yeah, for everyone. It's different for everyone. I have a friend who is like a year out and wow. and still doesn't have taste or smell. Wow, gone. Um, wow. And my, yeah, it's it's kind of. I have a friend that he got it at the same time as I did. We were texting each other when we both had it, and he still can't work a full uh, workday. He still wow. has uh, chronic fatigue syndrome from it, and he just can't. He doesn't have the energy to work a full day and mm-hmm. we're the same age exact same age and he's he's in good health yeah um or Derek you know mm-hmm. yeah you had yeah, the og at yeah. the og I version the og was I, I oh yeah the, you I, had it really early on yeah i had it like right when they were like these are the symptoms like on tv mm-hmm. broadcasting i was in brazil damn and uh i already i mean my girl had had it hardcore she was coming from Europe. Yeah. You know, and that's where they were not expecting it. And that's why when it hit New York, they were just like, what's going on? You know, because totally. they were thinking, oh, it's gnarly, coming man. from, mostly coming from Asia. And it wasn't the case. And yeah. I already knew half of a crew of uh, artists that already had it coming from Europe. And then my girl came from Germany to Brazil. And the second day, she was just like, you know, I don't feel good. And I hadn't, it hadn't really registered in my head yet because I hadn't been watching TV or anything. Yeah. I, yeah. I was in Brazil. I was like, I'm not watching TV. And uh, <laughs> so it was just like kind of like hearsay. After she was in bed a few days, I was like, I'll just run out and get her some uh, like medicine for a fever because it was a gnarly fever. Yeah. And Last then, forever. Oh, yeah. And she's like, you know, Russian blood. And she's just like never complained really hard. Like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. She was not good. You know, she yeah. was in bed for like five days. I, I, I would say women, women, are, women are tougher. Definitely. Because my wife's yeah. like just doing the computer work. Right. She goes, my whole body's aching. She goes, I'm fine. I'm just working. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I was and on the I floor like, I'm dying. I'm crazy. I'm like, you don't look good. You yeah. don't sound good. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just yeah. wake up like changing like <laughs> drenched sheets. You know, yeah. Every yeah. night I was like, and her fever wasn't going down. Me at the time, I was compl- going to the gym. Working out, and I was like, man, the Stairmaster is really rough these past <laughs> yeah. few days. And I have this gnarly cough because I think because I'm, you know, I, I, I don't know. I was like, this is really weird. Yeah. And then I lost my taste. And then I was just like, huh, let me turn on the news here. And I was like, oh. Oh, I'm so I was like, jealous. what's going on? I was like, what is going on? <laughs> then, you know, the, the anxiety started to build up. I was like, yeah, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. And I was like, slowly she started to feel better. And then immediately, you know, and then my cough went away in like three days. Yeah. You know, and I didn't have the a fever or shakes or anything. I was super lucky. Yeah. I was very just lucky, like very man. naive. And I think that. I think that's play, better. Yeah. That's better. It helped play a role. And, I was like, oh, yeah, it's okay. It's I okay. definitely had anxiety about it because I didn't know how it was going to go. So I had anxiety. Absolutely. I had anxiety until like the, the eighth or ninth day. I mean. Then, then it started to get a different type of anxiety. I had the normal anxiety because I was like, well, that's when you find out how bad it really is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's – man, I wish I had a case like that. That'd yeah. be nice. I mean, I, I think that had, like, you know, like afterwards I was like, okay, we're not going to participate in Carnival. We're going to stay in this apartment because all those people are wilding right now. Yeah. They have no idea yeah. what's happening. Oh, Carnival was going yeah, on, Yeah, huh? like right after. It was like a week long, so it's like – Everyone on the streets drinking, you know, Damn. lowering their immunity. Yeah. Spreading like wildfires. Like, oh my God. 
And then I was like, we got to go out and get some alcohol. We got to get these masks. And it was already like running out. Yeah. Like they're running out of supplies. Scary, and People were catching wind of it. Yeah. I was like, I was like your, your girlfriend. I right. was, I, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I'm like the type of person that never complains. Like right. I could yeah. take some ibuprofen, Tylenol, some Dayquil and straight up go to work and right. tattoo all day and let people know. I tattooed you one time. Remember I was like, Hey, I'm sick, bro. Oh, yeah. I had a flu <laughs> and, and I wore them. I just put a bandana on. That was That's years right. and years ago. Remember that? Thank you and, you were, that. and I told you, I was like, Hey, I'm sick. If you don't want to get sick, That's let right. me know. And you're like, I'm cool with it. Cause we're, yeah. fa- you were facing away from me. I was yeah. on your back. So I put a bandana on and I tattooed you sick. Like I'll I'll work through wow, it. I can't right. afford to not work. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got I have a family to take care of. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this one, mm. man, I I was like, there was moments where I was screaming at the top of my lungs from the other room, just like in emotion, so much emotional and physical anguish. I was just like, ah, just like like a man cry scream oh, type of thing. God. And I, and my wife never seen me like that. She's like, I've never seen you like this. What this about your like dreams? Heavy. Did you have? Crazy dreams. Yeah, I, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep because my heart rate was so high. I was getting oh, four hours of sleep, and I, I used to have to yeah. take. I was taking this other muscle relaxer pill Jeez. that would put me to sleep, and it would at least get me down for four or five hours, at least, because my heart rate was so high. I was like trying to sleep on cocaine. Oh. I couldn't do it. I was like, "This is horrible." And the night sweats and the cold yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. yeah, you know what's crazy? I didn't have much of a fever. I just had a low grade for like ten days. Like ten low grade. Days. What's low grade? A hundred. Yeah, like a hundred. Okay, you know what is the scary thing? Because I went to one hundred three for a second. Like, what's scary? Like one hundred three. One hundred three and Sorry. above is when you start getting brain damage. Oh shit! Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. So yeah, I must be living with like a one hundred three fever my whole life because man, <laughs> <laughs> I do not feel as sharp as I used to be. <laughs> it's crazy. We all we all we all had it, but all different. It's crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of it. And she got it it's twice. Wild. Huh? She got it twice. She, yeah, she oh, did. Yeah, wow. your girlfriend because, got it twice. I huh? mean, a lot of people don't realize that majority of the world they they can't afford to stop working yeah you know so for her to go back to belarus where she lives and it's like serious uh you know oppression going on there yeah um there's no you don't have that opportunity to be like you know what i'm going to take some days off work it's like if you stop working you're not eating yeah you know for a lot of the world you know people so they just had to like deal with it in a horrible way you know like some people this is what she said to me in the very beginning of it she was like some people will have to die wow it's just like her outlook on it is just like that's been happening throughout the history of like eastern europe and stuff like that their perspective is like yeah there's a lot of people they're gonna have to die the casualties of yeah yeah like collateral damage almost for for having to keep the economy going i mean places like had an effect on her country like chernobyl yeah a lot of people are still dying because of that totally the the effects after yeah yeah so it's you know it really you know it can be a different you know when you're sitting here in the u.s and i'm talking to her about it she's like is it true that they are fighting about masks and this and you know like the petty stuff we politicize everything right yeah and man. i was like yeah because everyone's in a bubble here and, totally. they, and, and, and you know a lot of times they don't really know what's truly going on outside of their yeah. own bubble so you you know you have to take that in consideration when you're speaking with people and listening to them i think you know i've definitely become more open-minded as far as like i want to hear your story i want to hear 
where you're coming from because it can be entirely different from but, where you're But that's one thing that I've learned over yeah. the last year and right. a half is learning to to listen to other people's opinions on it and not be yeah. so like, well, right. this is, you know, because yeah, right. I personally believe that the way our government and politicians still work is to divide and conquer, you know, the old school way of just yeah. keeping mm-hmm. everyone divided. And, Seems like it. Yeah, and it's right. easy to do in a two-party system, you know, and everyone oh, yeah. because because people meeting on on any common ground is too dangerous. They're they're too dangerous to control. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if we all met on on a on a common ground, and all you and all you know. Americans united as one, whether it's whether it's racial and social injustice and poverty and all these things, well, we'd be way, we'd be dangerous to to mm-hmm. governments and and banks and people who are in power. Absolutely, you I know agree. what I mean. Like, no so it's way easier just to keep us all divided and squabbling over stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I like a fucking piece that. of cloth very, very on true. your face. Yeah, or, yeah you know right. what I mean. Like, and I, and I think last year was magnified a million times because of social media. <laughs> because people are stuck at home. Because Absolutely. all they have is the news. Everybody's scared. They know the future right. yeah. is is coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, you're. There was you're, so many questions that we knew was going to happen. You're, yeah. Everything. Right. Every every day something changed, or there was new news, or there was new, you can't do this, or don't go there, or don't wear gloves, and don't you know everything changed every well, single right. day. Social yeah. media had a huge, huge. impact. I don't think I if, that, if there was no social media, it might have been not that crazy. I don't Bro, think. Facebook crashed True. yesterday I along with that. Instagram, <laughs> and I was like, and "Oh fuck, man! Where where are my right wing? Where are my right wing f- uh, family members going to get all their medical information from? Then I, I saw me. Like, oh about no! That. What are they going to do? You know, that's the first thing I. I thought if I started laughing to myself, but then I was like, ah, I can't laugh about that. You know, like this is <laughs> right. right. Zuckerberg it's, lost six billion yesterday. Oh, he's, will he's he survive? Good. I don't think so. Think oh, will good. he be okay? Oh, I was just wondering that <laughs> this morning. <laughs> I was with uh, oh man. I was with Rappaport yesterday. Shout out to Rappaport. Rappaport was like, yo, <laughs> they, 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 he said that it should be once a week per month. It, it should be shut down, and people mm. should be forced to like talk to each other, yeah. and leave their house, It'd be and like do a shit. snow day. I yeah, guess, I guess. remember the episode of The Simpsons where where oh, uh, yeah, I- I- Itchy that. and Scratchy got shut down, and all the kids like walked outside and rubbed their eyes and were kind of like squinting <laughs> yeah. at the sun, yeah. and then they all started playing with and doing play- all this yeah, stuff. And they, yeah. I think they used like what was it like Beethoven's Fifth Symphony or something like that, and, and they were playing in the background. These kids were just like living <laughs> life and doing yeah. things. And uh, and so man, true. I was like, oh man, I hope Facebook and Instagram just get shut down forever. It would be such a beautiful yeah. thing to behold. And uh, I, I've tried to check out of it. I mean, it's a necessary know, evil, man. just like oil. Oil, you know what I mean? These are mm. necessary evils mm. that that that. I mean, we really don't need social media, but but <laughs> it's a necessary evil for like business. And Promoting I mean, we're, we're nowadays, you're going to use yeah. social media right now to get this whatever you know, totally. message or whatever thing that we're talking about, yeah. or whoever wants to listen to us. Jabber, we have to use we're using it to yes to get conversations, anything. Right. So what I've done now is I've turned my, I, I don't know if you've noticed. No I've comments. Turned, no comments. Yeah, I noticed I, that. I shut yeah. off comments and I'm like, you know what, man? And you know what? Here's the thing. It must be so peaceful. It is so peaceful. <laughs> and I didn't get hate. Yeah. Like right. every once in a while, like I get a little hate or some weird thing where I have to block someone. Like one time, there's this amazing artist. And I was in a, I was in Miami for Art Basel. Mm. And this guy does these renditions of people's heads or faces. And he does them to where it's like, it's an exploded version of a famous person's face, and you cannot tell the difference. I mean, every follicle. Wow. He implants with, like, needles every follicle of hair, fake hair and everything. I mean, it's incredible. He did one to Andy Warhol. And uh, 
I hate even saying the word, man. Somebody wrote on my Instagram, portrait of a faggot. And I got, wow. dude, that one, I got triggered, man. I was so pissed I'd at that one. Lose it. And I And I blocked him. And this was a while ago. So that's like, that ha- something like that happens like maybe once every six months to a year. So yeah. I'm pretty blessed. People yeah. don't put promote hate on my Instagram. But I turned it off because I just... I don't want to interact socially. It takes up time. It's If I'm sitting there replying to a comment and looking at everyone's comment and making sure no one wrote anything right, weird right. or if I have to write someone back, say, oh, thanks, man, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing well. Thanks. How are you? Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I don't. that's time away from my family. That's yeah, time. True. It's sucking time. What am I doing sitting yeah. here on, the, on my phone? So I just turned off comments. And also, I just don't really need... I don't do well with compliments. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate right. them. And someone yeah. told me, they're like, hey man, when someone compliments you, you say thank you very much. I appreciate it. And you just move on. Keep it moving. And Yeah, keep it moving. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I just don't need that ver- validation, I guess. You know what I mean? I get it from the guys at the shop. We yeah. all look at each other's work and we validate it. And then sometimes like we ask each other behind doors and we say, hey man, what do you really think of that? And, and and a guy will tell me, like, I liked it, but I think you, you shouldn't have done this here. And I'm like, ah, oh, I know. I, I thought about that. But, you know, it's nothing the customer would notice. It still looks nice. But they're like, yeah, maybe you went a little too bright with this color. You did this. Mm. I'm like, yeah, you know what? And, and you know, we break each other down, but constructively. Yes. We yeah. Criticize yes. constructively. And so I don't need that from people that I don't know online. Or even people I do know. I can get yeah. that at the shop, and that's cool. And. And I just don't need that. And and I also turned off replies to my stories. So people are like, dude, I can't reply to your stories. I go, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> post a story and then have to reply to everyone. Oh, like, yeah. I don't hate birthday. I mean, I, I don't like birthdays. When somebody oh, yeah. posts it's my birthday, bro, I spend all afternoon yeah. replying to happy <laughs> birthday messages. I'm like, oh, cool, that's what I want to do with my birthday right. afternoon. Right, right, reply yeah, to right. people. Like, I just don't. I don't want the attention. I respect and, that. Yeah. And and contrary to my to uh, the large social presence that I have. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. I mm. don't really like social media, and and so I post I post and bail. I post and bail. I like that. Post and, and bail. And yeah, post and bail, and and I don't post too much personal stuff. I just a few days ago I posted know, my family, family photo, yeah. and I was like, man, I just felt overwhelming gratitude that day for my family and my life. And beautiful family, yeah. man. Thank you very much. The kids man. are so I'm cute. Little fake tattoos on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't planned. They just wanted wow. those that morning, and then we had that photo shoot, but. But um, that was that photographer. He is a uh, he's a great, he's one of my favorite street photographers. This guy James, he's so cool, man. He's such a nice dude, and um, he's got a really neat story. You should have him on one okay. day. He's got a cool story. Okay. Um, and uh, and so I, I was doing I tattooed his hand, and he said, oh, "How much do I owe you, bro? You know, how much do I owe you, bro?" And I go, "Hey, man, uh, would you want to trade?" He's like, "What do you yes. mean?" I was like, "Can I?" we get do some family photos and then you can have this tattoo and he's like i would love to do that man and and it was cool and it's nice working with someone that you yeah. you, you, you know you know and you like and and uh and man i just sometimes you forget like you got to take family photos you got to get yeah. dressed up now and then yeah and sit together as a family we used to do it at the mall and shit or go to For those sure. places you know you, you don't do that anymore because <laughs> really you take yeah. you're just taking life photos you yeah. forget that you want to sit down as a family and dress up nice and take a photo together and look back on it and be like i'm so glad we did cool. this you know you yeah. frame yeah. one of those those are really beautiful photos. yeah totally yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm gonna go to kmart getting family photos or oh bradley's or any of those places, Sears. Yeah, Sears. Yeah, Sears. Your mom make the you dress Sears up. family photos, whack man. Ass, whack ass Yo, sweater, I have or button some up. Classic ones. You like do? It's full on, like afro. 
Wow. And my friends would just come in the house and there would be like maybe some dust on it and they'd be like, oh, it's like a beehive. Like, <laughs> and I was like, you guys got jokes, you know? Um, <laughs> but hey, dude, those are the best photos. Oh, yeah. Man. The, the, those best. Are the best. The photos. best photos. <laughs> I like Chappelle's too with his family. It's amazing. Oh, I'm going to show him after. Really? I've never friends, seen those. Friends. Um, I was going to tell you yeah, about back to social media too about comments. It's interesting because sometimes I've shut them off in the past where all of a sudden, Kids just start beefing on your post about something that has nothing to do with your post about politics or something, and they're and it's really mean. Nothing like, it turns to do into with like it. a negative cesspool, and it's like it's almost like your personal page becomes these people's message boards because message boards are kind of a thing of the past. Okay. Oh and so then they go boards. on your page and they fight about other things. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want this. So if I shut comments off, then I get a DM going, oh, we can't argue on your page. No, dude, it's my page. It's the post yeah. has nothing to do with that. It's me and my family. It's nothing to do with the president. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need was, that negativity know, on man. your page. And then, dude, there's there. I watch tattooing is gnarly, man. Tattooing, <laughs> people get weird on each other. And, uh, and and judgmental now, and judgmental stuff. Yeah. and they they post weird stuff and then now people are oh sorry I forgot to turn my phone on that's no, all good that's, yeah that's all um, good yeah people just yeah but, but, I, I can but, imagine that world they, uh, dude but uh, what they do now is I see these guys I mean dude these are grown ass men bro and they're posting things that are like. That are like, it's like sub posting. I don't know if you ever heard of this. You guys heard of sub posting? No. So what you're doing no. is you're posting something so that, so that like the regular world doesn't really know what you're posting diss, about. Right? Yes, it's subliminal it's diss. diss and then you're, you're dissing someone or you're talking about someone, but you're doing it in a subliminal way so that most of the world doesn't see it, but only the inner circle sees it. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like, weird, this is, man. you're a wow. grown ass Some man. High school shit. This is high school stuff. Like, this is why I dropped out of high school. One of the reasons mm. I did not want to deal with this stuff. This was people doing weird stuff. It's petty shit. It was petty. And it's like, oh, I don't have time for that shit, man. That's another yeah. reason why I just checked out of social media. I just don't have time for this negativity, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and I don't want to. I don't want to sit and scroll and just see like yeah. memes and ang- you know what? Fa- Instagram is 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 Facebook for Gen Xers. That's mm. what it is. Like, oh, they say boomers are on Facebook, all posting all kinds of weird stuff like this. <laughs> like Instagram feels like it's like face. It's it's Facebook for Gen Xers now. Mm. Gen X and Gen Z, you know, like yeah. posting all this weird negativity and all this mm. weird science and. I say nobody yeah. wants to talk yeah. to. Each other. Nobody wants to talk to each other face to face about things. You can yeah. confront each other and talk about things. We even have a conversation. I just I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, and that's one thing that I haven't adapted to. Like we were talking about earlier, I just can't adapt to arguing online no. or sub posting or <laughs> or DMing yeah. DMing in anger. I'm yeah. just like, hey man, I'll pick up the phone and call you. Yeah. Let's yeah. call each it's other or I, or just yeah. or text me directly so we can meet. Like, hey man, I, you know. And I just don't do this whole weird thing. I just, I don't know it's how to do it. I don't know how to react to it. I don't, I don't have the tools. Too. It's yeah. a lot of time. Wow. And time is precious, Yeah, man. man time is precious. You can only realize how much time it's is true. like. I moved, I moved my whole family to Fullerton, five minutes away from the shop, because I was sitting in my car for a half hour one way and half hour back, an hour a day, spending nah. one hour a day away from my family yeah. in my car. And I was like, man. I'd rather be, you know, further away from the beach, but get to see my family every yeah. day. And, you know, I, I mean, I started late in life. I, my kids are four and seven. I'm 45. I started late. Okay. But I would have been a terrible father. <laughs> at, if you listen to my the first podcast, <laughs> yeah, you, you would know I would have been a terrible father <laughs> if I had my kids in my 20s. So it worked out good. But 
I realize now, you know, that like these kids, you know, they're going to be older and they're not going to want to hang out with you mm-hmm. like, Facts. like, like they did before, right. you know? And, and these are moments in time that you never get back. You don't get any of these moments back there. I agree. You man. know, they, it, it's a moment that passes and that's it. And each moment that I'm sitting on my phone or that I'm, you know, sitting in my car in traffic or that I'm maybe arguing with somebody online. A stranger. A, moment, a stranger mm-hmm. over, you know what I mean? Private account. Yeah. <laughs> or, over an oil spill in Huntington Beach. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, that's time away from my family yeah. that I can give and get love from those who I care about. In real life. In real life. Yeah. And real so, time. so I'm doing my best and I'm not, I'm not perfect at it. None of us are. No. But I'm doing my best to 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 get off of my phone and get back into real life. You yeah. know, and, and and be with my family. And dude, it was funny, man. When I first shut all that sh- stuff off, hey, bro, are you getting canceled? Why'd you shut off comments? What's going on? Wow. I'm like, no, I'm not getting canceled. I canceled. I just don't want. <laughs> yeah, I'm canceling myself. I just don't want to. I don't want to be online no more. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And wow. um, how long has it been since you had the comments off? A little while, right? Seems shit, like- man. It's it's coming up maybe on a year, Damn. maybe not. I'm not sh- I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But a couple of my friends have even said, Oh, I'm so jealous of that. And I'm like, Well, just do it. Yeah. But I think they they're not ready, you know. It's it's a weird it's weird how like that that could have that much control over you to not it's be able to just shut off comments. Yeah, but then do. some people like comments. They like the interaction right. they and they do. have the time for it. They do. And that's cool. That's yeah. cool too. That's yeah. that's you know what I mean. That's good it's for them. They don't have you. kids. Yeah, yeah. I do. You, do you check out new tattoo artists? Like you pay attention. Like who is the up and coming or who is like the hot tattooist at the moment? Like we check out new bands. I do. You know what? I'm real lucky because I have. So I don't. You get young. I gotta kids be honest. Yeah, you have young. Kids. I don't. I do discover some. So I, you know what I do? I try to follow a lot of uh, apprentices. Okay. Uh, okay. And so uh-huh. apprentices follow apprentices. So I follow apprentices. That I can that I see and I'm like, man, this this person's got like got a bright future. Mm. You know what I mean? I look at them and I'm like, this this person. You never had, comment though, or nothing. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I've I've was done some exchanges, yeah. you know, with them. Maybe traded a machine for a painting. That happened okay. with, an, mm-hmm. with an apprentice that I that I I've, you know watched uh, her work get better and better. I'm like, man, this this girl is going to be a really good tattooer someday. You what, know, and I can see that? it. Like, what what do you see? Like, what are the the points to make? Because um, I have no idea. Where I like can I'm, see, you can kind of get an indication of work ethic. You kind of can okay. get an indication of work ethic mm. online. Um, not the not the most if you're seeing someone every day, but you can see how much they're producing, mm, and okay. so you can see like this person is producing. And you quality. can tell you can tell this person is doing what it takes to get ahead, not just what it takes to get by. Right. Gotcha. And um and then the quality you can see the 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 progress of quality in such a short amount of time. And you're like, oh, this person is learning fast, and you can see that they're stepping out of their comfort zone. So some people. You know, they, they step out of their comfort zone. They're not afraid to step out of their comfort zone. And yeah. that, you just take leaps and bounds. When, Doing as different styles. Like, different styles and, right. diff- and difficulty of, okay. of, of something. Maybe uh-huh. they're, 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 they're stepping out of their comfort zone for, yeah, different styles. And, um, and they're doing that in a tattoo. And they're progressing. They're learning a lot from mm-hmm. it. So yeah. my, my apprentice does that. He stepped okay. out of his comfort zone. And he, he's not afraid to challenge himself. But so so back to what you originally asked. I'm here. following you know these apprentices and they're following apprentices and then I'm I'm looking at them and and these younger kids that are learning how to tattoo and and it's the next generation yeah and um and I I I learn I learn a lot 
from watching what they're doing and wow. how they're progressing. And I revisit things that I may have learned a long time ago that I forgot. Mm-hmm. And then I have people that are working for me that are, you know, they're, they're, I have old schoolers working for me. I got mid schoolers. I got up and comers. <laughs> I got, you know what I mean? And, um, and so middle uh, schoolers. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The, <laughs> mid schoolers. Cause you know, yeah. Um, so I got, you know, these people working for me and, uh, and working, you know, that I'm blessed, very grateful and blessed to get to work with. And they keep me privy to a lot of the new mm. and who's, and, and they'll talk about, I hear them talking about, Oh, did you see so-and-so's new piece? I'm all, who's so-and-so? And they show me and I go, no way. And I look at their work and, and then I'll follow them. And then wow. maybe I'll make an anointing, a point in, or note in my phone to, after my kids go to bed and I'm laying in bed before my wife and I watch that movie to be like, I'm going to check out the work real quick. Mm-hmm. And I look at it and, and you know, it's fascinating. I, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very smart tattooing and the kids are so smart and they're doing new things and innovative things. And then some things they're trying to revisit that have already been done before and yeah. calling it new, which makes me laugh because I'm like, <laughs> man, I did that shit out of my garage yeah. 30 years ago and nobody liked it then. Now everyone wants these shitty little tattoos. It's kind that, of the same thing like you know? coming from our scene too, like the newer generation or people doing it something happens. that might have been done before. Yeah, yeah but, but it's all recycled. To totally. And they're like, okay, we're older. It's a different generation. That's it's their time now we we had our we still have our time but like this is 2021 mm. version of what we grew up listening to you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's different yeah and you're watching these tattoo artists who are doing stuff that may have been done before but maybe at that moment people think that they're the one to go to for that style which has already been done you know what i'm saying like yeah single needle shit and all that it's stuff. funny how you say that we're the older guys now yeah i was dude this is kind of funny, man. And not, <laughs> I was in a, a movie with my kids, and it was like the the next Cars movie, like Cars two or three. Yeah. Really? I think it was, and it was the one where where Lightning McQueen isn't really keeping up anymore, and he's like trying to, and he gets he goes to this new. Not that I'm Lightning McQueen in any way, but I'm not comparing. <laughs> but 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 um, but it was more of a you know more of a symbolism type of thing for me. Yeah, but for- I was watching him, and he was going to this new new factory, and he was getting on the simulators, and he couldn't ride on the simulators. He's like, we need real track to up, practice man. on a key, and he couldn't keep up anymore. And um, dude, I'm sorry. This is a timer <laughs> to pick up my kids. It's a timer, oh, to, but it's okay. My wife, my okay. wife's handling. Um, so, <laughs> so there's this moment in the movie where where Lightning McQueen realizes that he's not the hot shot anymore. Yeah. He's not as fast as he used to be, and he's not doing the things he used to do. And and uh, the person who's trying to train him, he realizes that he needs to start teaching and being there when they need a little guidance for things that he's maybe gone through or yeah, he may have you know, a style yeah. that he knows about and is like, here, let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to draw a dragon head. Let mm-hmm. me let me show you why I put the this yellow in this tiger teeth because it gives it the effect of you know this or and um and I I'm like watching this movie <laughs> my kids are like hanging over the balcony of the movie theater because we got those one seats you know and they're like all into it my wife's just just watching the movie and I'm having this like <laughs> total like realization and moment <laughs> in my life and I look over at my wife I, and I I lean over to her and she looks over at me and I go and my eyes are kind of big you know and she's all what and I go am I lightning McQueen? And she just, she just instantly gets it what I'm going through. And I'm having this moment. She just starts cracking up in the movie theater. And she's like, I, I mean, maybe, you know, and I'm like, and I just lean back and I'm just like, dude, I just, it was heavy for me, man. Those kids always bring some shit out of you, man. They can. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I'm lightning McQueen. I'm not as fast as I used to be. And I'm not Mm. as, you know, and there's things that I can do. Like, 
I can bust out a, a mini portrait on your head, and I know I can pull it off, Hell and I yeah. know I still can do things where I'm like, hey, I still got it. You know yeah, what I mean? Course. Like, yeah. I, I still got it, but but I do understand that I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not a spring chicken anymore, mm-hmm. and I'm here for I'm here for help. But I'm here is- for when my guys ask me for something, and believe me, I think I learn way uh, way more off of off of my guys and gal that work for me yeah. than, uh, than they do off of me. But you're only 45. Do you think you're ever retired from tattooing or go as long as you can? How do you retire off something that, that you do anyways even if you didn't get paid? Yeah, that's yeah, it's true. It's Would you retire? You're going to retire off music? Nah. You guys going to retire off music? Not anytime nah. soon. Yeah, that's, how that's do you retire saying, off like, music? There's like, always going to be people wanting to get tattooed by you. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're never going to go out of style. Yeah. Like, you're Tim Hendricks. You made a name for yourself. You're you, Just you as a person, everything you put out there, all the art you've done, everything you've put out there in the world and the love you have, like, people are always going to want to get something from Tim Hendricks. I, you like, know you're what? Not, you're not going away. I hope so. I, I know so. Well, thank you for telling me that. that you're, gives me- you're, you're a name in that world. You're like, you're... Besides being a great tattooer, is this everything you're involved with people in the boxing world, surfing, skateboarding, your father, like just everything you do is it's not just tattooing, but when you're with you, it's the whole package. Like Yeah. Well, you, thank you. Yeah, like you're a I husband really appreciate father, that yeah, a lot, man. You know what I mean? Edward Norton look alike. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that, but people people think it's been a thing his whole life. Really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. people have always said I look like shit. Edward Norton. Now I see him it. With yeah. a shaved, <laughs> him with a shaved head would be sick. Before it was, after my face started to sag a bit and I was Stop. a lot, yeah, my chin didn't grow as, as big as it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, people would tell you me see that it all now, the time. see it now though? It's fucking yeah. bananas, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We He's, should do a movie together. I could be like his evil brother. He was with Courtney Love and shit. It's crazy. Wow. What? But now I'm saying what? no. Wait, no. Excuse me. Edward Norton wasn't real life. Edward Norton wasn't yeah. real life. Not me. No, I know. I I know. My wife on the podcast just went, "What? No, no, no." I was like, "Tell some." He didn't tell me that one. But people have thought that you in real life too, right? What? No, yeah, a couple of people. Well, you know what was funny is one time I was in, when I was living in New York, I was walking across the street. I was walking to work, and um, I think her name's Femke Jensen. I know that name, yeah. Yeah, she was in uh, Rounders. Remember, she was the the woman that mm. ran the 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 secret poker place in Rounders. She's I'm sure awesome. Derek remembers Rounders. I remember. She's Rounders, awesome. She's yeah. one of my favorite actors. Okay. Uh, actors, but she um she was walking across the street, and I looked over. And I remember thinking, oh yeah, that's that's Femke Jen- Jansen, you know. And then she looked at me, and I wonder if she was like, that's. Ed, why isn't he saying hi to me? Because because they did a movie together, you know? And I'm sitting there, and I was smiling, and she was looking at me puzzled because I think she was like, that looks like Ed, but it's not Ed. And then I just went like this. I almost yelled from across the street, I'm not him. But I didn't. I just waved. And I just wow. turned and I kept walking, and she just kept looking at me puzzled. Around and I was like, like "Yeah, she thinks you? she thinks I'm Ed, Ed Norton, you cool guy there." Yeah, like a cool totally. Guy I wonder if she texted him and was said, "What? You don't say hi to oh. me?" <laughs> uh, what if your kids want to get tattooed? They can get tattooed by you. You'd be the first one to do it. Probably. I would like to be. Mm-hmm. I would like to be, but I'm. I if they went to one of my friends, if yeah. if Javier tattooed tattooed my son. Mm-hmm. For right. the first time, what if your I son, would be stoked. I would be your stoked. Son wanted oh. like a, he was like, "Yo, I want to get this huge Tasmanian devil back piece." <laughs> I would say no, not on my watch. You live under my roof. You do not get tattoos. You're gonna regret. What if this when he was eighteen? You know? What if he was eighteen? Really, 
keen on it. Like, yo, Dad, I'm getting this. Oh, I mean, like, what if it was, he was 18, though? But yeah, If he's 18, yeah. he can do what he wants. You know what? I'm not going to say under my roof when he's 18, too. I'm just going to be like, hey, yeah. man. I mean, there's certain okay. things, of course. Like, uh, you're not bringing prostitutes back to yeah, the house. Yeah, my son's 18. Uh, you know? House, yeah. But, but um, I'm... I'm going to be pretty lenient with my kids on a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm going to give them the, the advice. Right there. Tasmanian backpiece, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? People ask, what if they want to get tattooed before they're 18? And, and I've gone back and forth with this. I've said before, no, they have to wait. And then I've also said, nah, I'll do it. You know, like, like I have a friend. I made Max wait. I have a friend, and I, I won't say who, yeah. because, you know, it's, there's legalities involved. But I have a friend. Who he got his last name across his back when he was fifteen, mm-hmm. and wow. his and then his other boy did, and his other boy did, and one of his boys he was like, "Nah, man, that's what you're gonna do when you're fifteen. You get this," and it's wow. kind of like, and he did it on them, right. you know, and and man, I I I honestly I, I push stop on the. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I see why the comments are shut off. No, no, right? no now it's just phone it's, skills, yeah. man. But um, I uh, I, I think there's beauty in that. Yeah, I really right. think that there's a lot of beauty in that as a family, you know, and and some people will disagree, and that's fine. That's fine. Right. That's yeah. cool, you know. Like, um, I, if my kid is is 15 and I think he's got a good head on his shoulders and he's doing good in school or he's doing just doing good in life, yeah, you know, like your kid is doing great in life, man. You have Thank such you, a good kid. If my kid, if my any of my kids turn out to be like your kids, I would be, or your kid, I would be so stoked. Thank you, bro. And, and Thank if you. my kid was, you know, 15 or 16 and was like, Dad, I really want to get this tattoo, you know, it has a lot of meaning. It's, you know, like maybe it has a lot of meaning in his life. Maybe yeah. he went through something. Right. Maybe my kid gets cancer and beats it. And he's like, Dad, I want to get this ribbon on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm getting emotional just talking yeah, about it. It hasn't fu- even happened yet. That's fucking It's heavy, not even something right. that could that even happen. Real heavy. That's and, it, yeah. and, and, he, and he says, he says, I want to get this. I'm going to be like, son, sit down. Let's let's do this. I'll do this tattoo on yeah. you. Yeah. You know, do not tell your teacher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, because it is illegal. It's actually wow. scarring and marring the body, and if and it's a form of child abuse if they're not eighteen. I was just gonna. I ask. thought so. Yeah, man. and if you get it in a revealing spot, like near near a, a, a crotch or a nipple or something like that, um, it could be it could be a form of child molestation or, or wow. a level of it. And there's been tattooers that have tattooed those private spots. That girl had like a girl had a fake ID, and oh he got a form. He has to register now for the rest of his life. Can't get off the list. And I'm like, man, Holy that shit. sucks, wow. bro. Wow. That Just by sucks. waiting like another year or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wow. we we check IDs and we do all that. So we don't tattoo any underage. But um, I never knew that shit. It's crazy, that's crazy, yeah. man. That's messed yeah, my up. Son but kept- I won't say it. Yeah. I won't say that I have or have not tattooed anyone underage. Mm-hmm. Or been tattooed but underage. Been ta- I got tattooed when I was 15. Yeah, so what am I supposed to say to my kids? Right. I know. You know? But I'm also going to say, well, your father also didn't die. You didn't get hooked on drugs. And you didn't hang out with neighborhood gang. Yeah. So what's your excuse? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> my son was trying to get that. He was 17. And he's like, they're doing hand pokes in the back of the classroom at the school. He's like, I want to get one. I said, no, you, I, so you can get tattooed by any tattoo in the world. Just wait till you're 18. And he kept pushing. He never got it. And then he waited. He got his, or he's got Morris on his back. Dan Smith did his first tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His back. So he waited. But like, just wait, man. You can go yeah, to anybody you yeah. want to go to. Like, Pick your time. But hand poking in classrooms is it, like. You have so much time. I know. That's the hard thing that <laughs> I try. People rush and get. I'm, that's what I, I did. The, my hardest thing to describe to young young. Young, right. young you men, young men and women, yeah, you yeah. know, because they're not children. I, I, I don't want to demean them by yeah. calling an eighteen-year-old a child. But, but it's hard for me to just to, to explain them how how 
much time they have when it comes to getting tattooed, but how little time they have when it comes to other things. And they'll understand it mm. later. But by the time that they understand that, that time has passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a hard thing, you know, like to, to explain point. to people. It's like that, uh, it, you know what? Yeah, I should just make them read that column, uh, Wear Sunscreen. You remember that one? Did you guys ever read that? What's that? Anyone listening, look okay. up no. look up the column. Uh, it, uh, this woman wrote it. It was a column for the Chicago Sun, I think it was. And it was called Wear Sunscreen. And it was advice for life. It says, ladies and gentlemen of the class of 19, whatever, and she, you know, 1980 something, and she just kind of goes off about advice for life. Do yourself a favor mm-hmm. and and read the column, Wear Sunscreen, and it's beautiful. Okay. It's a beautiful okay. column, and it's advice it for life, but it's a lot of things like that that talk about how you only really understand things once they're past, right. you know? And some of it's quirky, like take care of your knees. You'll miss them when they're gone. You know, oh, and yes. and there's some things like that, but but there's some beautiful quotes in there that I have still I have still use in my life. That. Like no. one of them, I say I've said to my children, I said, "Hey, hey, read the instructions, even if you don't follow them." And that's one of the, the things advice in there, like and it's that. so like true. Yeah, right? yeah. I do the same thing because man, who really reads the IKEA instructions? You're no, just like oh, I can assemble this. I'm you know, such a nerd. Are you? Do you do I'm it? So into you read them all. I read any instructions for the simplest things, like everything. I'm like, I okay. admire that. that you did that for me for my weight bench. Thank right, you. You right. do do that because I just put it together I'm and fall apart later. I'm such a nerd. I'm like, oh, let's go through the booklet here and <laughs> take out all the things here. Yeah, but it's true because the lazy man works twice as hard, and I have Ooh. been I've been the lazy man where I haven't yeah. read the instructions oh, or I've right. or I've done it half assed and then I have to redo the whole thing again, and I just work twice as hard. Facts. And that's, that's a, a good it's point. A great yeah. phrase, man. The lazy man works twice. Is hard. Lazy man or woman. I, I got to step my reading up for sure. You read, bo- you read books? I, I love books. It saved my, my. Are you reading a book right now? No, I'm not actually. Okay. But I've been, I have like a list that I have to go through. Though. You read books yeah, too, Tim? I mean, yeah, I, I used to read a lot more. I used to read a lot more. I haven't been able to. Family, kids. Yeah. No, Why? Well, I, I want to, you know what I mean? Like, do I. Do I go date night with the wife or do I sit at home right. and read a book? Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm probably priority book fell down on the priority. I do still read a lot, though, because yeah. I have small increments of time to read mm-hmm. and I read a lot of information. So for now, more it's more real information. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to know about this. Mm-hmm. And I climb down a wormhole in that <laughs> half hour that I have on my phone and I just sit and I read about a specific thing that I want to learn about. But yeah. I love books and books. Yeah. I'm with you. Books have saved saved me in a lot of ways and they've opened my mind up in a oh, lot of ways i feel absolutely. changed after reading some books that oh, i'll yeah. never be the same wow. you know that's very very true yeah like when i was young and read the alchemist my apprentice gave it to me he wow. was like here you should read this my first apprentice brian and he gave me the alchemist and man i i, I loved that book mm-hmm. it's such a simple little book but i think that a lot of young people should read it because it's a kind of advice for life as yeah. well but yeah there's books in my life that have like Changed, changed, changed me, man. Definitely, like, totally traveling me. was where I would read a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sitting you know, on a plane. Like, or yeah, the, bu- the bus always. bunk. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That, you know, because when you were talking about time, it's so interesting, like, how to get away from the internet and stuff. But I, yeah. living a lot of my life, unfortunately, like, alone at the moment. So it's hard to, like, really get yourself away from the internet when you are come home, you're by yourself, there's nobody there. And it's just like you can lose time that That's I've noticed. True. You can. So yeah. you to, it's really to get that discipline where it's like, you know what, I'm only going to use this amount of time. 
you know so i started turning off my my phone by like eight seven you know like really getting away from but it's really difficult yeah especially if you're alone because then you can dive because you feel like you're in another world right right and then but i realized when i do have that time with my son and 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 it's it's incredible with my girl i'm never on my phone yeah of course it's like literally lost like it's like oh yeah i forgot about that thing yeah and it's just like i dive in that moment of like human contact so it's just you know, it's really important, I think, for people to find that balance, you know. Yeah, it's, it, it is. It can be difficult when you're alone because it becomes like you're saving grace. The inter- oh, I can go here on the internet. Well, because you have to make that choice for yourself rather yeah. than someone kind of making it for you. True. It, it is hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's great about doing that, how you said you, you can actually detach completely by a book, is that normally when I do that, I'm on my phone or watching TV, but, uh, you know, I'm a productive guy, and when mm-hmm. I get through the day, and I, 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 and I get anxiety if I haven't been as productive as I wanted to be, but for some reason, when I sit down and I read a book, mm-hmm. I feel as though I got something done. Like, yeah, I actually yeah. feel, I have an a, a overwhelming feeling of productivity. Like, I actually did something with my time that was productive rather than do something that was unproductive. Yeah, and I yeah. think sitting online yeah. is unproductive. Uh, and reading a book and and enhancing your mind and your knowledge yeah. and you know what I mean is uh, is productive. So many good books. And just having conversations. There is, man. There are a lot of good books. My wife reads a lot of books. Yeah, yeah. and I used to do that too. I used to read on flights, and I oh, I've yeah. been flying. Who's flying? You know, <laughs> I like know. I mean, I now know. I guess you know it's been crazy, but yeah. But I read, man, I read Alive. So I watched the movie a long time ago. I read Alive. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah, and and then so I was like, well, I want to read. I want to read this true story, and I read the book Alive on plane flights. Right. And it took about three three or four plane flights to get through it but holy so you're reading it while you're flying it's dude i did read it while i was flying yeah no fear of flying over here at all reading a book about a plane crash on a plane flight and didn't even think about it you know that's I've flown over those mountains too before going to oh, Chile. Yeah. Oh, the Chile? Andes. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god, that's where the movie's from. What are you gonna scared? Say? No, I was gonna say like I was gonna ask you guys. Do you, have you noticed that your emotions change from when you're flying? Like what do you mean? Watching movies. Oh reading. yeah, so emotional, right? So emotional. Yeah, is that have to do with <laughs> the blood oxygen? Just, have you ever know. checked your blood oxygen? No, so after COVID, done. I had a blood oxygen meter and I checked it on a flight, and your blood oxygen gets down in like the unsafe range. It's like 93, 94. Wow. It needs to be ninety five to hundred to be safe, and you're that's why you're so like jet lagged and tired and messed up. Drain. You yeah. So I'm wondering if that has an effect on your I, emotional I mean, state. I've been so curious because everybody's scared and they really didn't realize it. No, uh, I don't know. Like I, I mean, I just know that I get over emotional when too. flying. Like if I'm watching the simplest movie, crying, crying. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Crying, that? it's just like, what is going on? Maybe here? because you feel yeah. so just, far away from everybody, even though we're not just strangers. I, think I don't it know. Has to do something with the. Uh, you know, scientifically, like changing your body. I don't know. Maybe it's a combination too of like being so like, cause you know how you're just rushing before a flight. Yeah, I, yeah. I get, I get pre-flight anxiety. Like where I'm like packing, I'm getting everything ready. You know, you, you get this anxiety before you leave for a trip, you know, no matter 100%. how many trips right. are, we've all done so many trips all over the world. Even with pre-check. And I still yeah, get it. Yeah. Just everything. And then maybe it's that moment you sit down and you're on the flight and then you can, you, you, you have really not a lot of things taking you you know what i mean away forced to and relax. You, you're forced you're forced to be with yourself and okay. in your mind 
phones and then off. maybe maybe you just it brings the emotions maybe something like that i don't know maybe i, I, love, just, I thought you know, it was just only me. we should do a study on this i think people have that <laughs> absolutely I'm sure, has. I'm sure they have no it I, sucks is when they give you wi-fi in the plane i used to love shut my phone off for like six hours to east coast oh, but the wi-fi sucks it does suck, yeah, yeah it like, does yeah 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 like when they, I mean, God. It's good for they, text messages. Why did they even yeah, come out text with your family. Things? Like they would come out with like inventions and I'd be like, why did they even come out of this? It doesn't really work 100%. Yeah. It's just like creating things that are like, it, it will kind of work. You know, like why? Yeah. Texting your wife from the sky is pretty sick. Though. That is cool. Texting, That's the thing yeah. is that I, it's for the texting. You know, you know I went to, uh, I did a camping trip in my our RV to Halama Bay up in uh, Central Cali. It's like on the way to Central California above, uh, it's like on the way to Lompoc above uh, Santa Barbara. Okay. Beautiful beach. Gorgeous. You got to take the craziest, longest, windy road to even get there. And it's a full dead zone. It's like the only <laughs> dead zone on the whole California coast, I swear. And it's a total dead zone. And I was so happy for yeah. like four or five days to just not even think about my phone. Yeah. Not even think about like anything they had some wi-fi but it was so spotty it wasn't even worth it and i actually had to go to a pay phone to call wow. the guys at the shop That's and be amazing. like everything cool do you guys uh, and they were like exists, everything's fine phones. enjoy your trip you don't have to call <laughs> i'm like oh wow yeah they have a pay phone I like, god i can't even remember any numbers now That's dude it cost sad. me like over a dollar to call the tattoo shop Jesus. yeah can you, i mean do you remember i mean there's certain numbers i'll never forget like my parents oh yeah phone number me too my best friend at the time's phone number. Like, yeah, I still remember my home phone. But there's no way like a kid now. Can, no, I'll never, I, I, I'll no never way, forget those. Dude. And my mom just lost that number, the original home phone number, because they wow. changed it now. And so they wanted to charge her like fifty dollars a month or something to keep the landline. What? Because everything is all <laughs> oh, everything's yeah. all wireless right. uh, lines. So she she actually had to let go of the number. I remember eight seven one two seven seven zero. Yeah. Yes, you know, and, and I remember my my friends, uh, my best friend, yeah, nine nine two one five five seven, yeah, and you knew <laughs> all the numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fascinating. Damn, I don't seven five three zero nine. Yeah, what? <laughs> hey, <laughs> that sounds familiar, hey. man. I was like, yeah, I, I know that one. Did did we have the same friend? Hey, uh, you could call that number back then too. Yeah. Oh yeah, your, your, yeah, yeah. Your wife was talking about calling. Didn't it up people all the time. fight? Businesses fight over that number in each area I'm code, sure. so um, they could like I'm uh, sure. make money off it. Wow. Um, Tommy Two Tone should have been banking on that. Yeah. It's like, come on, Tommy. Damn. What did well, I say? I, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> we got to Tommy Two Tone. Uh, yeah, we did. We got to Tommy Two Tone. Just made me lose my memory. Phone numbers. Number. Oh, I, the off only the number I have memorized now. The okay. only mum- number I have memorized now is my tattoo shop. I actually know my tattoo shop number. That's good to know. And I memorized my wife's phone number, mm-hmm. her cell phone number, because if I get, I'm not going to say it on the air, but if I, um, if I get arrested, mm. I need to make that call. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Take your phone away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if anything happens or I get arrested or something where I need to make one phone call without having to, you know, look That's at my phone, and I need true. to remember it. I memorize my wife's number. Smart. And she has my uh, my bail's bond friend, this woman, in her phone, <laughs> and she she knows who who it is to call. Wow, she knows exactly geez. what to do. Yeah, you never know. Nobody plans on it. <laughs> yeah, I might de- be defending someone's honor, and right. who knows what happens. You know. Not yeah, I can't see you getting arrested. Happen. Yeah, I think you're on a, yeah. but, a good um, place. How many yeah, years are you so- sober now? 12 and a half years. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank well, you. That's Thank you. What was the turning point like for you? It's was in the first like episode, a- but we'll have oh, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. say it. Yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. there, man. So I wasn't there. <laughs> I struggled. I, st- I tried, dude, I tried to get sober for, my first sober date, look, it 
it's underneath that tattoo. It's ten twenty seven ninety seven. That was wow. the first time oh I tried God. to get. I tried to stop drinking, and then my actual sober date is in two thousand nine. That okay. was. That was the first, that was when I actually got sober. So like 12 years later. So I struggled trying to get sober for that long. And then, um, and then I'd been really, I, I kind of gave up for a while and then I'd been really trying and I met my wife and I met, I mean, I knew her, but we started dating and mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is the woman of my dreams. I actually met like the one for mm-hmm. me, it's you amazing, know? Man. And, um, and then I overdosed in Miami and I was on my way to the That's hospital right. in the back of a car, running every red light. My friend, who had gotten sober two years before me, driving mm-hmm. me in his Escalade to um, Cedar Cyanide in Miami, and he ran every red light. And uh, and I remember my peripheral shutting off. And I, you know, I mean, I was like, dude, am I gonna? I had a heart Damn. attack. So I was like, dude, am I gonna die right here in the back of this car right after meeting the woman of my dreams? And then she's forced to call my mom, who she barely even knows yet, and wow. tell her that her son died from a drug overdose in Miami. And so after that, I was like, and she wasn't using. No, no, she, oh, she was. She, she was, but she's not. She's a normie. Okay. She was just partying because I was partying. You know what I mean? Right, she right, is. She right. could take it or leave it. Right. Yeah. You know. So, um, so I, uh, I remember thinking to myself, and people say this, and I, and right. I, I'm not religious, so I wasn't like God. If you get me through this, I right. was just like, yeah. I remember saying to myself, Tim, if you live through this, oh, man. you need to, you need to do what it takes to stop. And so I did, and. Um, and uh, I started working on it, and I screwed up three times after okay, that. Three relapse, stupid, right. yeah, but just re, just single in incidents, like isolated incidences. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I did what it took. Mm-hmm. I did whatever it took. Right, right. I, you know, what I mean, I started. I mean, I did the program, which I, you know, people say what they want about it. It yeah. worked for me. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It might not work for everyone. Everyone works in a different way, mm-hmm. but it worked for me. And. Um, and uh, it kept me, man, it kept me sober. And that was the longest. I remember hitting like six months. I was all, holy smokes. <laughs> this is the longest I've ever right. gone without a drink or a drug in my life since I started. It's like, I can't even believe this. And then I hit a year and and I was like, this is actually working. Holy shit, I couldn't believe it. And then now I don't like participate in it as 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 heavily as I used to, you know. But I still, dude, I learned a lot of stuff from that, doing personal inventory of yourself Mm -hmm. and learning how to make amends and then learning who you are and that you do screw up. You know what I mean? And that it's not really, it's not really, everybody screws up, but what makes the person is how they handle themselves after they screw up and they, and they do their best to make amends and then learning how to forgive yourself for stuff because not everyone's going to forgive you for things that you did. You learn how, you have to learn how to forgive yourself. And I still do it in, in life. I still screw up. I still blow it with people. And then I, I, you know, I try to make amends and some people, even since I've been sober, have not forgiven me, but I've learned how to forgive myself and learn from it and not, not do something like that again, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's just part of life. But man, I, I, I gained so many tools from from that program of recovery that I use now in just every part of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it really worked for me, but it only worked because I worked it. I right. actually did you it. Worked. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, I, I did what they told me to do, and I right. stopped trying to make decisions for myself when it came to my to my addictive personality, I right. started realizing that maybe other people make better decisions for me right. than I'm making for myself. <laughs> and, um, and giving up that was really hard because I got control issues too, you know? Right. So, so that's one thing that's helped me a lot is being able to relinquish that control into someone else's decision-making. And that last, and, uh, and that last relapse that you had 
had you talked what was it that you were talking yourself into like everybody's doing it right everyone's doing did, did it and i've been so like, good man dude every what, relapse i've ever had even if it's just one day where i'd wake up that morning and i would sit there on my bed and i would i would i'm just i'm not religious i would literally pray to myself i'd be like tim wow. tim you are not going to use today. You are going to get through the day without a drink or a drug. You are going to do whatever it takes and not get, just get through one day, man. Like the, I didn't even go into the program, but I heard the term one day at right, a time. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just do one day. I'll get through one day. I can do that. I yeah. can do that. Mm-hmm. And then that night I'd be laying in bed at like 4 a.m. high on cocaine and Oxycontin <laughs> oh, and with like six drinks in me and a little bit of Xanax and being like, how did this happen? How wow, did I get man, right. from this morning to right wow. here? You know, so I just felt like I couldn't live another day loaded, but I couldn't seem to get one day sober. Right, right. It was really weird. And then I just started to realize, man, my gears are broken. I don't have neutral. I mean, I don't have like first gear, second gear, third, fourth, and then, and then you know, fifth gear, like I have neutral right. or fifth gear wide open. Right. Everything, everything <laughs> right. in between yeah. is stripped. All those gears are stripped, man. They don't function anymore. Right. And I'm either neutral or fifth gear wide open. And so now I'm just, I just stay in neutral, right. but I stay in neutral with the fucking pedal on just, yeah. and people walk by and look at me in that car and I'm looking at them smiling right. and they don't understand my life and I don't understand theirs, but, but I'm still, I'm still at the pedal to the metal. Right. I'm just in neutral right. now. And, uh, and it's worked for me, man. And I don't see myself going back to it, but no one does. Right. So I just, uh, I just, you know. I just still kind of look at today as today. I know, I know, I'm pretty sure, I'm 99%, 99% sure that I'm not going to get loaded today. Mm-hmm. I got a pretty yeah. good plan of right. today. <laughs> and uh, and then I'll, I'll worry about tomorrow. It's tomorrow. day to day. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's still, wow, it's still day to day in a weird way. And I've gathered, I can look on my app, but it tells me how many days when I punch in your sober day to, you know, whatever, how many thousands of days I've gathered just doing it one day. By each day. Wow. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it with... sounds so corny, man. No, I, I hear no, myself I say it. Nah. Like one day at a time. It no, sounds it, so corny, but absolutely. fuck, it worked, man. Right. That yeah. shit worked. You're here you know? alive yeah, talking about it. Corny yeah. about it at all. It's... You've been through a lot of shit, man. It's crazy, man. Survivor. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean I you, just I've been lucky, man. He was like I've homeless been lucky. all kinds of stuff on the first mm-hmm. FP it here. But yeah, it's crazy, man. The lowest of the lows, the highest of the highs. Yeah. But, you know, when I look back on a lot of it, man, most of it I all did to myself. Mm-hmm. You know? Drugs. This is These are my homies. You can't right. see what I'm doing, but I got my arm up like I got my arm around a homie sitting next to me yeah. in this chair here. But, like, these are my homies, drugs and alcohol. And they didn't they, they didn't <laughs> do any of these things in my life. They didn't put right. a gun to my head and force me yeah. to do these things. So I get kind of bummed when people blame everything on their right. drugs and alcohol addiction. It's like, mm. no, I did these things. Yeah. These homies, I love them to death. But I can't hang out with them anymore. Right. They get me in a lot of trouble. They are bad influences. Right. So I did this stuff. So I think a, a lot of people have a hard time with that as being like, man, these aren't hardships. Hardships was my dad dying. I did. There's nothing I did to deserve that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those gotcha. are hardships. You get cancer. You know what I mean? Like that's a hardship you went through that you didn't do anything to deserve. You know I mean? Yeah. And you, maybe if you smoked your whole life, but you get what the point I'm, yeah, I'm trying totally. to make. And it's like these things that happened to me, as a direct result of my right. addiction and my alcoholism, I did to, you know, I have to take responsibility for all that. So, yeah. so that's one of the things I constantly remind myself, like mm-hmm. I did this shit, Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and it's life just in general. Like sometimes you get yourself in a pickle and you're like, 
I got to take a look back and stop blaming everyone else for what just right. happened right now <laughs> yeah, and kind of yeah. look at my role in yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I Which did is difficult this. for a lot of people to. It's make, very difficult. You know that. That's why you know I wanted to ask you about it because a lot of times people have a hard time understanding, you know, what it is to be an addict to be able to. to why don't you just stop? You know, you know that you know that you're hurting this person. It's yeah. Like, no, you you don't know. Yeah. You know you don't see it, and I and I've dated uh, addicts before and, and learned a lot through them where they weren't using at the time I was with them. Yeah. But I I would hear. And, and 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 follow, you know, their life as far as like the people they hang out with, you know, little totally things right. like I need to go to a meeting today. Oh, I'm in another country. It doesn't matter. I just need to be surrounded by those people. At the time I was drinking, you know, smoking, like oh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't really think about how that had an effect on the person that I'm with. And it made me really rethink what I'm, you know, like, wait a minute. It's like this person is like you said. You know, they never can be like, they would be amazed at the fact that I could drink one beer and like, let's go home. Yeah. And it was like, th- she was like, that doesn't exist with it's me. Putting it right it's putting right in your face. Like, yeah. It's either now and then the bottom of it, you know, there's neutral no bottom. or yeah, fifth fit, gear wide open. That's yeah, when you man. said that. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. Like, there's no. To be yeah. honest, I've not drank for so long. If I started drinking again, I could probably get a decent amount of time making it like, like controlling it a little bit for a little right, while. Right. You know what I mean? Like I could probably, you right. know what I mean? Like the first month or two would actually be right. fun and normal. Right. And my wife and I'd be like, this is so fun. We're going to have a glass of wine together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know what I mean? But then, yeah, yeah. But then it would be like, right. oh no, this is starting to get weird. Like, wait, did you just, did you just chop that pill up and snort it? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? I'd be like, well, yeah. why not? I'm, you know what I mean? It's kind of like taste, but don't chew. Chew, yeah, but don't right. swallow. It's already in my mouth, dude. Yeah, I'm eating it's... the whole thing, the whole cake. <laughs> it's there, and right. I still do it. My wife bakes cookies. Dude, I still do this with sugar. My wife bakes cookies, and I'm, and I'm like, oh, you bake cookies? All right, well, like, I'm not going to have any. I'm not going to have I any cookies. Too, I'm like, I'm just, I, I can't. I'm training right now for this fight or whatever, you know. Like, I'm not going to have any cookies. This literally happened. I'm t- bringing up a real story. And I go, I sit down <laughs> on the couch and I'm watching a movie. And then I kind of slowly kind of, my eyes go off the TV and it glances over at the cookies on the counter. And I'm like, well, I'll just have one. one. Like, one uh, cookie's fine. And I go and I have one cookie. One and then I'm like, one cookie. cookie. And then I sit back down. And then I'm like... Oh shit, man! I forgot to pour myself a little glass of milk with that cookie. It would be so good with <laughs> milk. Again. And then I walk over and I pour myself a glass of milk. And then I grab. I'm like, well, I mean, one just seems so little. I'll just get two cookies, but that'll be it. And I'll grab the two cookies. And I go and I sit down and I dip them in the milk and I eat them. And then I'm like, oh, there's still a little bit of milk left in that jar. <laughs> and I could so drink. True. I could yeah, drink the tough. milk. I could drink the milk, or I could be like, ah, uh, you know what? You know what? I bet I could get like three cookies out of that milk. That'll finish off the milk. And then I'll go. And then I'll eat three more cookies. And then and then I'll be like, oh, all the milk's gone. Oh, there's a bunch of crumbs down at the bottom. And I ate the crumbs. And then I'm <laughs> like, ah, oh, you know what? All those cookies made me kind of thirsty. I'm going to go back and I'm going to pour another glass of milk. And you know what will go good with this glass of milk? <laughs> the rest of the cookies sitting on that table. So and true, then by man. the end of that, my wife comes in to like turn off all the lights, get rid of rich. She's all, what happened to all the cookies? <laughs> and I'm like, you can't leave a bag of Coke. I mean, I mean a plate of cookies in front of me. And expect so me to only have one, and that is just like a that's a whole like uh, bra- a breakdown to, yeah. of like how my habit was, yeah. you know. 
and that's just how it was. Like mm-hmm. sugar is so addicting as well, dude. Sugar is addicting. Everything we you eat know? every day, man. Oh, absolutely. The whole world's addicted. Everything's to it, it got sugar in it. I know. They man. put sugar in everything to get us to eat it. It's impossible to stop eating sugar. It you is. can't and do people it. People try, and maybe I've tried before. It's yeah. super hard. I, I did it when I, when I would train. I've done only two fights, like actual, like you know, sanctioned yeah. boxing boxing events, but. Uh, when I was training for them, I had to cut down on my sugar intake because I had to drop a lot of a weight. And sugar is the enemy just in a lot of ways. Yeah. It causes inflammation, everything. So I just stopped. I was really watching my sugar. And man, I got sugar cravings like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. sure. And so I started eating like uh, spoonfuls of black beans because I guess they kind of help uh, quench the cravings the way your body metabolizes them or something. Wow. Somebody explained that to me. They explained it in a scientific way or a phys- yeah. physiological way. And um, I uh, I started doing that and that helped, mm. but I was getting I had like a full sugar withdrawal for two weeks Damn. after oh, after good. coming off of sugar right. and I probably still would because I've kind of adapted back into that life of eating a lot of I like yeah. snacks. I like sugar. It's all I have, man. It's all I have. That's all I have too. Me too. Yeah. God bless. If that's like a yeah, if that's I don't want to call it a drug, but it's an addiction, sugar, yeah, yeah, totally. I have that forever. You know, there's different types of sugar I don't like that I stay away from, but there's definitely good natural sugar. Yes, like in fruit, hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I I feel the same. Right, it's like sugar. I understand. Those are good sugars. Yeah, those, those are good. Are good. Sugar. You yeah. need those. You got to have some. Yeah, healthy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, fuck, man. We talked about a lot of good shit today. Yeah, we talked about coronavirus, Ooh, sugar, man. social media, <laughs> life. Yeah, that's hour and forty-seven. That's pretty good. Wow, Plus the other one's gonna be a long one. This is gonna be a good one though. Oh, cool. It's part one and two. People are gonna hate me by the time this is over. No. So people can. <laughs> this will go right into the original one because this is a new. 2021 and then they'll go to 2019 and you want to hear more about Tim Hendricks keep listening here's life story the trials and tribulations ups and downs of Mr. Tim Hendricks to get him where he is today it's nice absolutely it's a nice journey man thank you for having me of course thanks man. for this talking is to fucking, me do we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm do we need to cover anything else in here nothing I can think of at the top of my head top of my rock ham head shout yeah. out to rock ham if he's listening a number one shout subscriber wow. no, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> anything else Sha- or Sade hope you listen to Sade we love you um, anything else to tell Tim Hendricks 45 man you're young still man think yeah, about it. I'm 51 you're, you're 50 I do I feel young in a lot of ways and I feel old in some ways mm. Mm. so I'm okay with that but you look good growing old physically sucks growing old mentally is one of the best things that ever happened to me I like that too yeah, yeah. and being a parent too man Yes. Our parents, yeah. it's amazing. It man. is it's one of the best things I never knew I wanted. Right. I talked about that, yeah. right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I talked about got, that. In you the got last good podcast. hair too. The hair's doing good. <laughs> I did get lucky. I didn't lose it. It's starting to hair. recede, but I'm okay nah, with that too. Yeah. I like that. It kind of you know distinguished. <laughs> mm. Yeah, gray fox or silver fox. They say. And Derek, yeah, yeah. I hope you can see your son, your family soon, man. Yeah, me you've too, been locked off like a year and a half from going to see his family. It's brutal. Oh man, going, man. going to Europe, super man. brutal, man. Not to take the end of the episode low, yeah, but I'm just saying because you're a dad, we're always talking about dad <laughs> shit, and your kids over. No, like, but you're you're right. It's definitely something. That, hopefully, uh, this year you can go over there, man. Yeah. With the borders make and everything. It happen. Yeah. Break down the walls. You're going to have to, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all for being here. Tim Thanks Hendricks, thank me, you so man. much, man. Thanks, you. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening to me. Of course, man. <laughs> thank you for my Definitely. beautiful tattoos on my body from you. Incredible, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's man. Like coming to life, man. It is. Really all right, is. And they can just find you on the internet, but you're not going to answer. So you just look up <laughs> Tim Hendricks, Saltwater Tattoo, all that's online. You can you can try to reach out to Tim, but he will not respond. You can like his photos. You can appreciate him. 
Do not have to go to the source. This is this is true. This is true. And I'm sorry for all those people that I have neglected. I know a lot of people try to get tattooed by me for so long, Mm. and um, and I do appreciate each and every one of you. And I'm sorry if I am uh, not available. Maybe this podcast will give you a little insight on why that I just I want to devote all my time to being a dad while my kids are still young. And um, and they come first, and that's right. why that right I am on. I am very unavailable. But uh, but he I still appreciate all. Yeah, I appreciate the love. I do. I appreciate the love, and I appreciate even just as simple as just liking a photo, anything like that. I I do appreciate it. And you can send him a DM saying how much you love him. But he's not going to respond, but he'll he might see, it, he might not. But he appreciates you know. Yeah, all the word. love, man. That is true on all shapes and all platforms. Awesome, Hendrix. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Okay. Hey, we're back. <laughs> Um, Tim just went to the bathroom, and Derek's like, I had one more question I could ask him about totally forgot the tattoo about world. And also, I'm, I'm so out of it. Like, I, I, I remember, like, I had a lot of friends who were tattoo artists, and I lived, like, different places of the world. And uh, I remember growing up, there was just, like, elite few that mm. were just like, oh, everyone's name. Like, when I joined Sepultura, there was a, a event that we went on that was called Tattoo the Earth. That's right. That was a sick tour. So Paul a, Booth. Paul Booth, Paul Booth yeah. Tattoo yeah. the Earth. Philip Blue. That's a Paul Booth tattoo right there, that portrait, that scared, oh, scared girl portrait. Oh, got that. Yeah. So there were these names like, oh, we're going to have Paul Booth. Philip Jonathan Shaw. Jonathan Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Philip Fun Blue. City. And, you know, all these people are going to be on the tour. Are there still, like, these type of celebrities out mm. there? Like, people like... Oh my God! Like you said, oh jeez. I mean, I like still a, think Philip Lou is like a tattoo god. You know what I mean? Like right, he's right. he's one of my favorite tattooers, awesome. but also because he's such a nice human. Exactly. He remembered he's my name the next nice. time I saw him, and he was just so nice to Sweetheart. me. And I was like, man, that's so cool. You know, so I think there is Hardy. I, I think Ed Hardy still. Yeah, still? Ed Hardy okay. is like one. He's a tattoo. So yeah, Jerry's he's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, like tattoo Hall of Fame. Right. You know, like when they walk in, it's like, oh snap. Yes. Yeah. There's still okay. those guys. Um, there's still a lot of those guys. Uh, I think there's there's different types of. So the tattoo world is now broken off. There used to be just one. There was right. one tattoo world. Right. And now it's broken off into lots of different worlds. I see. So there's like there's like the reality TV world that also crosses over into the OG tattoo world because it a does. lot of those guys were Chris Garver's Chris Garver. OG tattooer. Yeah. You know, shout out to Chris oh, Garver, man. Yeah. Oh, I, love Chris Garver. I mean, like a lot of people don't know that Ami Ami's like OG and like does incredible like sleeves and back pieces. Wow. Like, I mean, he. Oh yeah. Like That's he, your homie. He, yeah. yeah. He worked with. Chris Garver at Fun City, like way back okay. in the day. Yep. I believe Chris Garver was sitting on the porch when Ami walked up with his portfolio, and that's how they met. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Chris Garver so, tattooed all of us back in the day, man. Oh, yeah, for City. sure. Yeah. Oh, all the New York hardcore. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Him and uh, what, Ledger and uh, was it? Ledger. No, not Ledger. Was it Ledger or no? Was it uh, Ledger did? Mike Ledger did a bunch of Mike, us. Yeah. Uh, Mike Ledger did a bunch. Siv did a bunch of us, man. Yeah, Siv. But who, no. who did uh, Chris live with? Fuck, I don't know. I remember there's like Sean Vasquez. Snake Eyes. Snake oh, Eyes. Okay. I remember in the shops. <laughs> just different names. But I remember Fun City. Peter Tattoo like, in Long Whoa. Island. OG shit. Oh yeah, Peter Cindy. Tattoo. Cindy yeah. did a bunch of my tats. So there's still a lot of these. There's still a lot of these guys that at least I know about. Right. I look up to. And but people know you said like it broke off into factions. Yeah, right? they're broken off. So then there's like there's this whole like um like dot work. You know, and like and like more uh like there's dot work tattooers and there's black like just oh, full right, like just, contemporary. So you yeah. have all these contemporary styles and then they have their own like like the OGs of contemporary styles that that still kind of cross over okay. like Thomas Hooper. Thomas Hooper's my generation, 
but he's like one of the OGs of the of the, of the content, more contemporary style. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple of guys from London, like the guys from Into You, okay. you know, from, in London. They okay. were like OG contemporary style of tattooing. So, um, so you have all these, you know, you have all these people that like kind of started from that, but then it, it just kind of spider webbed out into so many different things. But I mean, I still have my OGs that I look up to and that nice. I still awesome. get on the phone with and we're losing some of them, you know, like Rick Walters oh, yes. passed yeah. away recently and he was one of my, you know, like, I mean, he was one of the first, he was literally one of the first people I met in professional tattooing, mm-hmm. the first person I ever met in it. And, um, and it's, it's hard. It's, it's heartbreaking for all of us California guys, especially the guys who came out of the pike, man. I got so much sympathy for them because th- this one was a hard one, a blow for me. And, you know, and, and, and I can't even imagine what it was for them. And it's like, man, he was like our connection with all this. Mm. I, like if I wanted, I would always be like, oh, I was stumped on something. Who was it that did this? And I would call Rick. And be wow. like, hey, Rick, who is the tattooer that did? He's like, oh, that was this and that. And I had to know that I was going to talk to Rick for another hour after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> to get yeah. that information. But that was okay because I loved talking with him. And, and I, we, I feel like we're losing these connections with the past. Yeah. Right. And uh, from these from these old school OGers. We have it with OG punk rockers passing too. Same yeah. world. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm sure it happens Definitely. with everything. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like, uh, like, you're, like your industry and like mine, not enough of it's documented true so true, so yeah. so it's all up that. here it's all i'm pointing to my head and tapping my yeah. head if you can't <laughs> see me but it's all up here and all of it's all of it's uh, you know it's like it's getting lost yeah mm-hmm. and it needs to be written down so i think i'm going to start journaling nice. i think i'm going to start journaling of things that i remember to my best memory and mm-hmm. my knowledge that's very cool. and um and i think i'd like to man in all my infinite spare time but like start interviewing start interviewing right. video interviews in case somebody ever is like hey we're doing a documentary on tattooing this thing can we borrow all your all right, footage and i'd be like great. please take it because i don't want to own it i yeah. want to i want to caretake it to someone who might use it and put it out there you know and yeah. interview a lot of people that people don't know about just because what they don't have an instagram they don't care about it mm-hmm. bucky crispin who works for me is one of the best tattooers i've ever worked with this guy <laughs> rips he's so good at tattooing and he just doesn't care about instagram for the same reasons wow. for to spend time with his family to surf yeah. and he just cruises he's just such a cruiser <laughs> but that guy anything can walk into that shop anything even a tiny fine line thing like i guarantee he could probably pull that portrait off that i did on you yeah. but he doesn't like to do it you know what i mean right. he's like oh, yeah. he'll grumble but he'll <laughs> anything that comes in these fine line little things he'll do them perfect a huge tiger that he just did on this on this body no problem just drew it up boom laid it on like wow. he rips but he doesn't no one knows right. about him so i want to interview a lot that of these people smart. super interesting yeah that people just yeah. don't know about they don't understand these underrated Tattooers, just because right. they don't scream on Twitter like I do. I used to get tattooed I mean? by like, Scott Harrison. Remember Scott Harrison? Oh, Scott, yeah, he Scott was, rips, oh. bro. Yeah, Andrea too. She did all the Geiger what stuff. What about the yeah. guy Atchison? Guy Atchison. Guy Atchison. Yeah, yeah. He was Andrea. he was huge. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Barba. Carrie yeah. Barba, dude. She was like doing huge. color portraits way before yeah. all these kids were doing color oh, yeah. portraits. Mm. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean. Nah, but I think Scott Sylvia, really man, did a lot of stuff on Ooh. me. Brady Duncan, yeah. Jake's proof tattoos in DC, man, back in the day. Like And a lot of these people are still relevant. You know, mm-hmm. Scott's still relevant. Juan yep. Puente's still relevant. Uh, yep. Freddie Corbin's still relevant. Yep. These are all dudes that I look up to, you know what I mean? As yeah. not only just as being my friends, but as being tattooers and and good humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. a very long answer for your short, right. you know, but no, quick no, question. But documenting it, would, oh man, it would That's be. I wish, so man. I wish. Incredible. It, it, I honestly, if I if I won the lottery, you know that old phrase. If right. I won the lottery, if I won the lottery, if I didn't need to worry about money again for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. I would spend probably spend a lot of time documenting and just paying out to document. Even if I right. couldn't make it, if I was right, like, right, well, I got to yeah. stay with my family. We're doing a camping trip, Come but on. you guys go, go and right. interview this person. Yeah, They're a I friend of mine, and, and you know, yeah. interesting, and you know, to to have that. Yeah, and the same with the old school dying uh, musicians, you know, like it's great when you can see those documentaries about those people. It, it can be enlightening yeah. to a younger generation, which it usually is. You know, yeah. it's like, wow, I wish, you know, I didn't know that. And um, I, I say, uh, it's funny because I yeah. say no to a lot of things. Now, a lot of people ask me, do you want to work on this project? No. And I, it's just mainly because of the time. I'm right. not trying to be too cool. I just really don't, I don't want to yeah. spend the time on it. Um, like a book or a this, but uh, a friend of mine from Europe actually asked me to do a book, okay. and uh, and I, it, like he he'll you know help me do the whole thing or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm gonna do this. And the only reason why is for that reason is because, and not even for anyone else to see it to like just show all the work that I did to tell a story yeah, or to do all yes. this stuff, so my kids can look back. Exactly. On it. Yeah. So my kids. Awesome. You know, because my dad died when I was 12 and a half. I don't know. I may die on, on my car ride home right now. That's how fast. The real Please the real worries in life happen. They hit you at like 4.37 in the afternoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no sense yeah, in worrying buddy. about shit because those are the real worries. So, like, I don't know how long I'm going to last. And I want my kids to be able to to look at that and see the things that I did and I want to just do it in the most humble way possible. I don't want to try to show off. I just mm-hmm. want to just be like, this is this mm-hmm. is what I created. This is what I did. And yeah. I got to live my dreams. And you can too if you if you follow them. You know what I Amazing, mean? Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. You good with the questions now? Yep. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and you were the first tattoo artist probably to be on Instagram, huh? One of the first. No, no, there was a few. That's how <laughs> okay. I found out about it. it was other tattoo okay, artists. Okay, okay, okay. But, but I was one. I was the first of my friends. Yeah, that's right. for sure. Like of my like, you know, it's just circle yeah. of, of who I was hanging out with at the time. That's yeah, awesome. I was the first. I was. She was I living in New York. No, it was before I moved to New York. It's like we need to be on this and promote, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great way. Yeah, and that's the best, most positive thing about is promoting good stuff. You know. Yeah. No yes. Doubt, no doubt about it. Yeah. So if you're listening, just try. Just before yeah. every post, before every comment, think: is think how is this little. going to affect someone a in a positive way? Exactly. Yeah. How is this going to affect them in a positive way, and how is it going to affect me in a positive way? Because you know, like Gandhi said, man, you want to be the be the change that you want to see in the world. Right. Love that, man. Yeah. That's a so. great way to end this, man. Holy crap. Thank you, Tim. I think that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> you can Google it. Somebody should Google it now. That, that makes sense, though. I heard that before. You, yeah, Derek? yeah. It's, it's I'm sure that, that it's is correct. what he said. Yeah. He said a lot of good things. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace, everybody. Bye. Hey, y'all. Liquid Death's been so kind to give me a promo code. So for your first purchase on liquiddeath.com, go to liquiddeath.com slash OLOC, and you get a free set of koozies with your first purchase of H2O, still or sparkling. Uh, if not, you could try it also at Whole Foods or 7-Eleven. Use the promo code OLOC for your first purchase of Liquid Death. Thank you, Liquid Death, for your support. Appreciate you so much. Murder your thirst. H2O saves lives, y'all.